Once upon a time, in a faraway land, there lived a prince, a genius prince. The genius prince fought alongside his people and led them to a great many triumphs. However, truth be told, he just wants to let everything go and live in tranquility. <sighs> Hello, you're listening to a Taka Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Are you ready, Chris? It is time for the winter 2022 anime season preview. Yes, yes and no. The future. Are we in the future? No, no, yes and no. What is the no for? Ah. Because Mishika Tensai ends? Pretty much. (laughs) Because Miracle-chan ends? That last episode I had so many mixed feelings about. You got mixed feelings about it? Yeah. Oh, is it controversial to you? No, I'm I'm (laughs) more more along the lines of uh, just things that happened that I was... I don't know... I, I was sad and 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 happy and it, it, there was like I said a lot of mixed feelings about I think it. Every episode, every yeah, well, episode's like that pretty much. <laughs> not not as intensely as this episode, honestly. Well, that's that's, that's for later. That's yeah. for later. We have to talk about the next season <laughs> where Mushiko Tensai will not be, unfortunately. But yeah, as always, we like to jump into our following season to let people know about what's coming up, so you guys can make decisions and plan ahead. To make sure that you're not missing out on any shows. Uh, it's always a lot of fun to go through this stuff. Give you the title of the show. Give you a quick synopsis. Who's working on it. Some insights into possibly some interesting people that might be in the background working on the actual project itself. And then uh, let you guys know what our thoughts on things like the PV and stuff like that. So it's always a lot of fun. Always interesting. Definitely one of the more popular of our episodes out there. So definitely help you, definitely help you guys appreciate all the work that put into this. Uh, if you do, definitely let other people know about the episode. Let other people know about us. Uh, you know, subscribe to the channel, our YouTube channel and whatnot. Uh, hit that like button on the YouTube channel as well. It helps the algorithms and everything like that. So, But yeah, we should jump right into it because we have a lot of stuff to come into. Apparently, it is a terrible season because there's a lot of you set, guys. Oh, yeah? Like a total of six, Chris. <laughs> I, I I watched a certain other person's content and they were just ranting and raving about how many sick guys and I'm like, there's only six. <laughs> then I caught myself like, I just said there's only six. <laughs> Technically, I think like two or three of them are like, you know, returning shows. So for new shows, not that many. There's a lot of gender swap shows, which is odd. We don't usually get gender swap shows. Really? I mean, it's been a while. It's we been get a long nothing. time since the last time I had I, I've seen one of those. So that that's an interesting little tidbit. But yeah, without further ado, let's jump into it because there's a lot to go through, and uh, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Starting things off, it's it's a little bit of a deja vu here. <laughs> we have a returning show. <laughs> we usually typically start with a new series, and then we get into the shows that are kind of returning for another season, as well as the shorts and OVAs. So keep that in mind, but. Yeah, I, I joke because it technically isn't returning. It's just it's trying again, which is World in Harem or Shimatsu no Harem. This one is the time is near future Tokyo, Japan, 2040. Raito, a young man suffering from an infection, uh, intractable disease, vows to reunite with his childhood friend Erisa and decides to go to Cold Seep to cure her, uh, cure her illness. 
and decides to cold sleep to cure her illness. I thought he was cold sleeping. I mean, I guess they're both cold sleeping. <laughs> when he wakes up five years later, the world has undergone a major transformation. The MK, or male killer virus, kills 99.9% of males on the planet. Uh, the, ground, uh, the ground was a super harem with five billion women for every five men. So, exciting. Again, I, I think we talked about this last time, but I think that synopsis is a little messed up because that's a lot of women. That's like 25 billion women. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I guess it is 2040, so maybe they just, you know, yeah, procreated a lot of women, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, the studio is still Axis and Studio Gokomi. I checked to make sure it looks like they're still listing those same two, two studios, even though, again, they technically did have this delayed because of production issues, so they say. So, yeah, the sources of manga, the genres are ecchi, sci-fi. The director is Yu Nobuta, who did, uh, who's also doing... Um, Paladin currently right now, uh, Faraway Paladin currently, has also done High School Fleet and Kuma 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 Bear, as well as My Setsu. The series composition is being done by Tatsuya Takahashi, who is also currently doing Faraway Paladin, Idolmaster, Cinderella Girls, Domestic Girlfriend, Beatless, and Eromanga Sensei, and it will be streaming on Crunchyroll, so. Excited? Actually, try this again. <laughs> actually, finally be able to watch the first episode. I technically just went ahead and skipped it because they never posted it. They did, interestingly, they, they never. Okay, then, I had then, to find it elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, I never did actually watch the first episode, so I'm I'm actually kind of glad. Hopefully, we can actually get into this show because I I was kind of excited about it last time. I'm excited about it this time as well. Yeah, of course, the interesting thing that came around this, and I made a video on this specifically, kind of airing my speculations on this whole situation, because the weird thing that happened was that before it it aired in Japan, and before it aired in the West, they canceled it, or they they postponed it. And then they later said, we're waiting until the next season. So... What I proposed in my video when I talked about this particular show was, okay, wait and see if the first episode or the second episode is significantly changed from the source material to cover up things, then we can possibly have an issue with Crunchyroll. So that was my speculation at the time. So I'm not saying that that actually happened. It just, it seemed very convenient that the moment that it was being sent over to the West, they suddenly had, oh, wait, production issues. You usually know about production issues well before the episode actually airs in japan so again speculation <laughs> we'll, we'll wait and see if anything's significant it doesn't really seem like that you know blatant of a source material from what i've seen so i don't i don't necessarily think that's going to be 100 percent true like i said it was a speculation so we'll see because it, it it was one of those things where why crunchyroll why did you why did you license this <laughs> this is one of those ones you leave to high dive well now i say that because crunchyroll is a part of you know sony and funimation so but we'll see. We'll see. It seems like a, a nice... It, it, it seems like hentai material, but we'll see if it has a solid story to go with it. <laughs> uh, moving on. We have My Dress Up Darling, or Sono Biske Doll Wa Koi Wo Suru. This one is traumatized by a childhood incident with a friend who... I, I, I don't know why I have the, the trailer for <laughs> Worlds in Harem still up on the screen. It's distracting me with the harem stuff. Anyways, uh, traumatized by a childhood incident with a friend who took who took exception to his love of traditional dolls, doll artisan 
hope, uh, hopeful Gojo Wakana passes his days as a loner, finding solace in a home ec room at his high school. To uh, to Wakana, people like beautiful Kitana uh, Kitagawa Marin, a trendy girl who's always surrounded by uh, thong throngs <laughs> thongs. <laughs> By a throng of friends is practically an alien from another world. But when cheerful Marin, never one to be shy, spots Wakana suing away one day after school, she barges in with the aim of roping her quiet classmate into a secret hobby, cosplay. Will Wakana's wounded heart be able to handle the invasion from the sexy alien? What a stupid synopsis. <laughs> I love this PV. Like everything about this PV looks great. That synopsis just that synopsis just kind of ruined it with that, la- especially that last line, the "sexy alien." It's like it seemed like a really solid, cute like slice of life kind of thing, and that just kind of ruined it. So we'll see. It might be exactly what the doctor ordered. So I can't wait for this one. I have been so excited about it. I think we just we talked about it on one of our discussionals. This is this is easily one of my most anticipated uh, probably of the season and I can't wait to start watching the show. It 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 gives me all kinds of shojo vibes um of of several shows that I really really like and I I like I said I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it was interesting as it's got an interesting style to it. Like it's very sharp lines in it, which I thought was is one of the things that kind of stands out to me a lot. Um there, there's typically like a difference in how different anime have their linings for the characters. Like sometimes they're very thick lines. Sometimes they're just kind of sketched lines. This one has like very sharp, but very thin lines to it. So it's a very interesting choice, but yeah, overall it looks really good visually. My big question mark I'm raising right now, and I'll be raising it for three other shows (laughs) that we're going to talk about is this is Cloverworks. And Cloverworks has done a lot of fantastic stuff recently, but they've also had a lot of production issues. Ow. She's hit her head. Yeah. (laughs) They've had a lot of production issues lately. And so it does worry me a lot that this is one of three Cloverworks titles that will be this season. And I think one other one, maybe two other ones, I think are originals. So I hope this one gets the quality and attention that it needs. It looks like based off the PV, there's a lot of content already done for it. So my big hope is that they've pre-established a lot of content so that they don't get behind the schedule later on. But we'll see. Because this one is technically one that I am extremely excited for. It, it kind of reminds me of run, uh, Smile Down the Runway, but with them actually paying attention to the female character. <laughs> my issue that I had with Smile Down the Runway was that it pretty much was started about this girl and the, who is the model. And then it switched to, hey, here's the guy that does the actual outfits. And then just stuck with him for, like, pretty much the rest of the show. And just completely ignore, ignore the uh, the female lead. So, hopefully this is one that just kind of does a really solid balance. If not, just more of the girl. Because <laughs> she is cute. So, yeah. Super excited for this one. Has some great art in it. Uh, I don't think this PV specifically has the Kuro Neko part. That's That's shocking. I know that was one big part, wasn't it? That she, doesn't she wear like a curl necklace outfit with the purple hair? I don't remember. Number? Possibly. It's this one, isn't it? It's very possible. I, I mean, I'm, she's cosplaying, so... I'm pretty sure this is the one, but... Yeah, looks great. I, I, I haven't actually seen anything on the side character, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, she has a curl necklace outfit. 
That'll be that's be great. That'd be that'd be great. Looking forward to that one. Uh, additionally, uh, genres are Zanin, by the way, and I think probably slice of life as well in there. Probably comedy. Uh, sources of manga, and yeah, like I said, Cloverworks is working on it, which I am concerned about just because of how much they're doing. But we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, that's uh, my dress up darling. If I forget to say the title of the show again before I go to the next one, yell at me. Don't actually yell because it'll it'll get in the microphone. But <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, moving on. Let's let's get into some BL. Are you excited for some BL, Chris? Maybe some exciting. B- Maybe yeah, that's a good that's a good one, Uh Sasaki Sasaki and Miyano, or Sasaki to Miyano. Uh, this one is Miyano spends his days peacefully reading boys' love comics and worrying about how girly his face is until a chance encounter leads to a scuffle with his senior Sasaki. Intrigued by his feisty junior, Miyano, delinquent Sasaki, Sasaki <laughs> uses his every opportunity he can to get closer. Oh, it's going to be one of those ones. <laughs> it's going to be one of those ones. And to be to be perfectly clear, I have the same issue with Yuri as I do with the BL stuff. Is that whole aspect that one doesn't want the attention and the other one keeps pushing themselves until they realize they need it. It seems like a very overly used thing that technically makes... That was the reason why... What was that one... Um, what was that one Yuri that was here recently that we actually enjoyed? It didn't do that. And I really appreciate that. Just Just let the characters blossom don't make one force the other one to realize that they like them <laughs> well they 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 probably just don't have as much I, I i hate to say it this way but they don't have they i mean they do have a exploration of the the there they try to explore the, the their feelings but the problem is is that they never have a consequence to bring the characters together like this one they're uh as much of their um consequence of bringing them together is bl books i mean and and bumping into each other it it so it really comes down to what 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 are you giving the characters as a motivation to bring them together and unfortunately i i'm not seeing a lot of that in the the um the synopsis so hopefully i mean when it comes down to it it has more than than what it what what's right here yeah, Bloomin' to You was one I was thinking about. And also that one that was here recently, the other one that was a name to Mame, um, that one technically had the same thing where it just kind of happenstance they had a relationship. It wasn't a thing where, like I said, one's just overly aggressive until it kind of accepts it. So I'm, I'm making an assumption here. It, it could be more casual, and I'm just making it into something based on the synopsis. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, studio that's working on it is Studio Dean. Good luck, Dean. You're always hit and miss. <laughs> I don't think Dean's ever going to live up Fate Stay Night. <laughs> I don't think they'll ever live up that one. Uh, sources of manga, genres are Boys Love and Slice of Life. The director working on it is Shinji Ishihara, who is known for doing Fairy Tale, Log Horizon, and Tsukimichi Moonlit Fantasy. So, solid director on it. So, that'll that'll probably help it. But we'll see. Sasaki and Miyano. Check that out if that's interesting to you. Moving on. There's another one that's probably been uh, kind of a one that we've been anticipating for quite a while. And that is Love of Kill. Two assassins face off. The cool bounty hunter Chatao. Is it Chatao? Chatao. Chatao. And the mysterious and powerful Ryang Ha. Chatao and Ryang Ha. Please don't make me say the names over and over again. 
have become enemies after this fight. At least they should have. But for some reason, the, one of them <laughs> takes a liking to the other and begins following her around. Uh, little by little, one develops a cooperative partnership with the other, <laughs> which gets her caught up in a struggle against organizations hunting him down. Furthermore, the battle is related to her past as well. Two mismatched assassins weave together a twisted assassin X assassin thriller or cross assassin. The strange gears of fate begin to move. So they fight each other and then one pretty much betrays their, their company over the other. Is that what I'm getting from the synopsis? Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, there you go. It's just Romeo and Juliet. Studio is Platinum Vision. Studio Platinum Vision really hasn't done much besides Devil's Lion, Stop This Sound, and Dr. Ramune. So hopefully, it's a, that's, a, that's a struggle for me. Uh, source is a manga. Genres are action, romance. Director is Hideaki Oba, who has been around for a long time and done a lot of children's anime. So uh, definitely somebody who has, has a lot of experience. So hopefully that will help them here. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that because it's a lot of children's stuff, I don't really know any of them. <laughs> so I just know that he's been around for a long time and done a lot of directorial work, just nothing that I typically would watch. So hopefully this is a good shift for them and a solid title they can take on. So we'll see. Are you excited for this one? Nope. No? Why? You don't like Romeo and Juliet? Too violent? What? <laughs> I I don't know. It, it just doesn't, doesn't really... Um call to me i mean it, it looks good the the concept is interesting but it, when it comes down to it i mean i will give it a shot i definitely will but ah, it, get it shot yeah I, it, there's that i guns. i totally went for that <laughs> i think it looks solid i'm looking forward to it we'll, we'll see how it turns out I, like i said the only thing that i'm really kind of question marking is the studio which i, I, I every studio has the opportunity to be, have that you know standout title so we'll give them a shot hopefully they can pull it off but yeah that's uh i mean i went i went down the whole uh asterisk isekai and i'm in i'm enjoying that a whole lot so it's not like just because it's violent i'm not i'm staying away from it completely asterisk isekai assassin assassin that's not dark (laughs) i guess that's not dark i know that's that's kind of what i was pointing uh, out it's n- not as dark that's why i'm i'm i've we should been go talking ten about size darker one. than that i guess uh, love a kill check that out if that's interesting to you moving on moving on let's get into some e-set guys this is what chris is looking for this is what chris has come here for he's like are we doing a podcast today i'm like yes and he's like is there any set guys in it i'm like yes and he's like all right let's do it <laughs> let's do it Oh, it's some isekai. I don't remember this conversation, but we'll Actually, go with it. I don't know if this one's isekai. <laughs> this one might not it's be It's adorable. Isekai. I'm already on board. I don't know. I don't think this one's isekai, actually. We'll see. Uh, the Genius Prince's Guide to Raising a Nation Out of Debt. Definitely not how a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom. This is Genius Prince's Guide to Raising a Nation Out of Debt. Uh, Tensai Ojo... Oh, I'm sorry. Ojo. <laughs> Tensai Oji no Akija Akashi... Koka Seisei Seisei Jutsu. Now, it's great if you guys are watching the YouTube version of this, you'll actually have, like, the names of the titles on the screen. So, if I butcher things, you don't have to worry. If I remember to put the things on the actual video. (laughs) 
The prince of this small and weak kingdom strives for only one thing, selling out his country and living a quiet life in leisure. Sadly, the greatest obstacle he will ever face is his own genius. As he achieves ever greater accomplishments, he earns more and more favor with his people of his kingdom, which makes life, makes fulfilling his own dreams all that harder. This one's being done by Yokohama Animation Labs, who's pretty much only done Miro Tights, Toa on Mondays, 2, and Lapis Relights, so not much under the belt. Uh, the source is a light novel. The genres are comedy fantasy. The series composition is being done by Hitomi Muino, who has done a crap ton of really great titles. Uh, the streaming It will be streaming on Funimation. And the exciting thing is that one of the seiyus is Ryukajimia. I'm excited for that one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you excited? Oh, definitely. Uh, characters are cute. Um, unfortunately, the... Uh, it's not any sekai, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, I wasn't saying that. I, um, the the um, PV is really, really short. I, I yeah. definitely am not feeling like I got very much out of that. But the characters are adorable. I, I, I'm definitely very interested in it. Love the concept. But the, like like we've said before, that that's a um, just a recipe for to get me hooked into the idea of it. Yeah, I think my only big beef is the PV didn't really sell me on the main character, and I don't know that I'm going to like the main character. I, it, Not that it's bad for him to be the way he is, but at the same time, it doesn't seem like he's likable for a reason. That's literally how he is. So I don't know... That's going to be my struggle. My struggle is going to be the main character. If he turns out to be interesting, do you see those developments happen in him? Or is he just a jerk the whole time, but every now and then goes, oh, I guess I don't want to do this. I kind of like this thing. I guess I'm not that mean. I don't know. That's going to be my struggle. Watch. He's he's going to be one of those that, that actually just wants uh, wants to be lazy. So he he's a genius to get things done so that he can be lazy. Just wait. I'm waiting for that. Well, that's what the synopsis technically says, but it, it is one of those things where does his laziness affect others in negative negative ways? The aspect of him wanting to sell out his kingdom in order to get that leisure that he seeks, is it going to cut into other people? I doubt it, but that's technically what the synopsis says is his goal, is to sell out everything in order to have an easy life. So... We'll see. And I guess additionally, we'll see if this turns out to be an isekai, because nothing so far indicates that it's an isekai other than it looking like an isekai. So <laughs> we'll see if Chris would actually like it. If it's not isekai, then it's not going to be good. So, but yeah, that's the genius prince's guide to raising a nation out of debt. Look forward to that. Moving on. Moving on. We have the, the strongest sage with the weakest crest. This one is Shika... Oh my gosh. Shikaku mon no Saikyo Kinja. This one is his strength limited by the magic crest which with which he was born. Matthias, the world's most powerful sage, decides uh, decides reincarnation is necessary to become the strongest of all. Upon his rebirth as a young boy, Matthias is thrilled to discover he's been born with the optimal crest for magical combat on his first try. Unfortunately, the world he's been born into has abysmally poor standards when it comes to magic, and everyone thinks he's still marked to f- uh, for failure. Now it's up to Matthias to prove everyone wrong. World's strongest sage style. 
So it's not Isekai. <laughs> There's number two Andrew thought was Isekai, but it's not actually Isekai. So there you go. Congratulations. We're, we're moving away from that stuff. I actually technically prefer this. Because this is where it's not taking, you know, modern time person into this other world. It's just them, you know, kind of resetting in that world. That way they can still relearn things, but it's not from our perspective, like it's typically. So kind of keeping it pure fantasy. So that's good. Kind of reminding me of something like, um, what was the Demon Demon School? Um, the World's Strongest Demon School, something like that. Reincarnated World's Strongest Demon School. So... Studio is JC Staff. They've done Toradora, Danmachi, Golden Time, Food Wars, and Sakurasau. The source is a light novel. The genres are action, adventure, fantasy. The director working on this one is Noriyaki Ika, uh, Aki T, uh, Aki, Akitaya, who did Cast on Danny Lion, Ac- uh, Active Raid, Are You the Only One Who Loves Me? And this is a competition by Hiroki Uchida, who's done Merc Storia and Gamers. So, interesting there. What are your thoughts? Interesting concept. Um, I like the idea of um, the character uh, just re- basically reincarnating himself into the next next version of himself so that he can continue to basically get stronger. So I, I do like that concept. It, it's, it's interesting. Um, he can if, if hopefully he has his memories from the past so that he can continue to um, just better himself. So yeah, I like that idea. Red-haired pigtail girl. I hope she's Sundete. I love her s- brief scene that we've had of her where she's literally just holding on to somebody's sword. <laughs> so hopefully hopefully she's awesome in Sundete. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, 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 I th- kind of find, even with the pigtail girl, the designs are kind of bland, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I don't think it's really the character designs themselves. I think it's just the art style itself seems very bland. It doesn't really pop out. So, yeah, like I said, I, I agree with you. I technically do like the concept of reincarnation into the same, I guess, setting rather than it being, uh, like I said before, an isekai or something like that. Uh, just breaking out of the molds and going pure pure fantasy is something I've always kind of desired when it comes to isekais. Not that I have a problem with isekais. So, we'll see. And JC staff is solid, so hopefully it's got some solid animation to it. It seems like they're doing a decent job with the PV, not trying too hard, but just enough to keep it kind of flowing. But yeah, we'll see. The strongest, the world, the strongest sage with the the weakest crest, which is odd because it literally establishes that he has the strongest crest after he's reincarnated. So it's like it titles it for what no, he was. The world thinks it's the weakest crest. He actually knows that it's the strongest. Well, they just say that magical combat itself is weak, is what they think. Unless there's, I guess there's crest, possibly crest for swordsmanship and stuff like that, so they think it's weak still. And that's true. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, moving on, we have, she professed herself pupil of the wise man. Here's our first, I think, the gender swaps. <laughs> we have, uh, Kinja no uh, Deshi wo nanoru kinja the 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 pv threw me off because i seen the login screen i'm like wait what's youtube making me log in uh, going by the name dunboff he's known across the land of this virtual world but one night before bed kagami uses an in-game vanity case that's about to expire opting to create his ideal version of a female 
Dunboff avatar for fun. Walking up, waking up, waking up, he's surprised to find he's now in the body of the avatar he created the night before, and he'll have to work his way from the bottom up. So he's a young dude playing an old dude who is now playing a young girl who is still that old dude. There you go. I, I, I guess what it's mean by that last part is that he's a dude that normally plays an old character, but now he's in the body of a little girl. So there you go. Studio A-Cat, who's literally only done Frame Arm Girl and Tamayomi. So good luck, studio. <laughs> I, I think they've done a lot of other stuff, just not their own production. So... Sources of light novel, genres are adventure fantasy. Director is Keitaro Motonaga, who did Katanagatari, Day Day Live, Ray Earth, and a lot more. Uh, streaming, it will be on Funimation already, so. Good stuff. Good stuff. Interesting interesting idea there, <laughs> I guess. It, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of in this, this weird spot with this one. I was really excited about this. But I'm I'm actually really kind of concerned. I was thinking it was going to be kind of him just reincarnating in the new character. Now, the fact that it it was um, an online game doesn't bother me that much. But um, I'm I, I'm wondering if he's going to be uh, stuck in this female character, or um, yeah, you know, I maybe I I missed that when you were reading it. So forgive me. Wakes up inside the body of the avatar he just created. So he is actually stuck there now, stuck in a video game. Yeah. Okay, that that's that's that was what I was kind of wondering about. It was because I do know I I do know that when we had talked about it, it was going from great the great sage to the the new character, and I was excited about it. So hopefully that 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 does actually transpire transpire. So oh yeah. yuck, <laughs> CGI goblins. Oh yuck. <laughs> But as it stands right now, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I suddenly don't like this show. <laughs> the ugly CGI goblins. Why? Just draw them. Just, they're not even on the screen very long. I guess it could be like a lot of them for a lot of segments. So Gross. Just, just gross. Yeah, there's a lot of them, I guess. I, I guess technically it's a thing. Ew, gross. No, I, I think the only thing that bothers me besides the CGI goblins is this uh, green-haired, I think she's an elf in the key art that looks like she's going to be like overly pervy-obsessed. And those typically, those characters bug me. So, we'll see. Like the overly doty, I want you, let me hug you a lot kind of characters. But no, interesting concept. I don't know. It, it's I, it, it's kind of one of those anime that I'm... I'm cautious about because it seems like it has a starting concept that seems kind of funny but then i hope it has something beyond that like here's the punchline yeah we get the punchline what next kind of thing so we'll see we'll see she professed herself pupil of the wise men so that makes me assume that his original avatar is still in that world and it it, it is deemed the wise man like this is the the all-powerful old man that he created before and now he's in this young girl's body and now he's like no that's that was he can't say that was mine but he does know everything about him technically because he did play him so we'll see orient is our next one orient 
This one is at the age of 10. Best friends Musashi and Kojiro sat in excited silence as Kojiro's father spun tales of evil demons who preyed upon the innocents and the warriors who defeated them. Practicing swordplay, the two swear an oath to become the strongest in the world. But as they grow up, Kojiro turns cynical and Musashi becomes the... <laughs> Sorry, just getting shown in similarities here. It's throwing me off. Kojiro turns cynical and Musashi comes uh, to the realization that he can't overturn 150 years of demon's rule on his own. He's being called a prodigy with a pickaxe, and he's almost ready to settle into a life of labor. Uh, yet, he can't shake this feeling that he still has a responsibility to act, and soon the injustice of his world will force his hand. The studio is ACGT, who has pretty much just done Freezing, Kino's Journey, and Initial D. His source is a manga. Genres are action fantasy. The director that's working on it is Tetsuya uh, Yanagisawa, who did High School DxD. The creator of Orient itself is Shinobu uh, Otaka, who did Magi and <laughs> Sumomomo Momomo. <laughs> Uh, and the interesting seiyus behind this one is uh, Ria Takahashi will be in the cast. So that's exciting. So, Chris, you're a fan of Magi. Excited? You could definitely see the art yeah, style in there. Yeah, you could definitely see <laughs> You Magi could definitely see Magi in there. I, I, I'm I curious about it. That's for sure. Um, the I, I agree. I've, I'm getting a lot of uh, uh, shonen vibes from it. So it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Um, if it, because if it is another shonen, I'm definitely on board. I I love my my shonen shows. There's quite a few in this season that I've seen where I'm like, oh, this is this is not that they're trying. Well, they're they're all trying to be the next big shonen, but they're definitely going for that feel. Like this is going to be a big long epic that is built around the concept of being an ongoing series. So, but yeah, I. I sadly have not picked up Magi yet as much as I really want to get around to doing that. So it'll be interesting to see, I guess, get a flavor of that writer in this particular series to see if it's going to be solid or not. Um, but I am, I'm typically bugged by the, well, here's the two guys that grew up together and one became bad and one, is, it just says cynical. doesn't mean necessarily <laughs> that they're a bad guy. Just it gives that flavor, but we'll see. Yeah, to to be clear, we're talking about the shonen epics uh, mm. as far as how the, this is feeling. There's a difference between, you know, because 99% of all these shows are shonen. So it, but there's there's a difference between the shonens and the shonen epics that we're talking about, like Bleach and Dragon Ball Z and all that stuff. What the heck kind of weapon is that? She got like these weird, like... I don't know. Does it doesn't like, matter. It's cool. punching <laughs> she's actually She's actually... But they look like chains at first. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was getting ready to say. Morgana was the um, was the character in uh, in uh, Magi. That, yeah, she was like the, one, the reason I want to watch that show. <laughs> yeah, she, Morgana was awesome. I loved her. So there you go. That's, that's the always fascinating thing is it, it... I don't know if it's an aspect of... it. it I kind of like the sports shows where you have like the all male cast, but then there's like the one girl that's like the manager or whatever that like somehow becomes like that one flower in the show that you pay attention to a lot. Like at a con, is it a contrast thing? 
because that's similar to like a lot of shonens where you have like a lot of the main characters are male and then suddenly there's one female character and they turn out to be really awesome. Like the writer holds everything female development for that one girl. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Anyways, Orient. Check that out if you're, again, probably looking for the next big epic. Like I said, there's two of them, so you can decide which one you want to invest into. But yeah. Moving on. We have Requiem of the Rose King, or Barao no Soretsu. This one is Richard. Wow, an easy name for once. <laughs> Just Richard. <laughs> Richard. Richard. The, the Richard. Yeah, it's got to be Richard. <laughs> Richard. Uh, the ambitious third son of the House of York believes he is cursed, damned from birth to eternal darkness. Oh, this is getting so edge boy right now. <laughs> uh, but it is it truly fate that sets him on the path to personal destruction or his own tormented longings based on the early drafts of Shakespeare Richard III, Aya. Kono's dark fantasy finds the man who could be king standing between worlds, between classes, between good and evil. Studios JC staff. Again, he's done Toradora, Danmachi, Golden Time, and another show this season. Uh, the source is a manga. These dramas are action, drama, supernatural. The series composition by Hiroki Uchida, who did Victoria Gamers again. Second show that they're doing this season. So... Hopefully they're not stretched too thin, but... What do you think? It's got f- feels of Yaoi? I mean, just based on the key art and this, the premise of dark boy, edge, edge boy, dark boy. I'm not not real sure. Um, this is... When when we were, uh, we were answering a question of somebody, this is one of the ones that popped up. Um, the, the, this one... Uh, What's the seems- revolution one? Yeah, the the um, the colony British colonies, um, and this one popped up, and I I hadn't really heard a lot about it. I know that it's supposed to be based in the Rose Wars, which makes it very very f- interesting because it, it's basically a kind of a Game of Thrones type. No, Game of Thrones was based on the Rose Wars, mm. so. That that gives it a lot of interesting concepts to work with. Now, what that that is the reason why I'm very interested in it because of the the basically the Game of Thrones kind of concept. I love the idea of using the royalty to uh, take over the the kingdom and all that stuff. However, the this doesn't really feel like that's going to be its main focus. It's talking about um, spiritual, si- the spiritual side of things, the evil and the 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 dark stuff. So yeah, I'm interested. Um, not sure that it's going to work really for me. So I'm definitely going to give it a shot though, because I, like I said, I there's a lot of things that it has going for it that I'm excited about. It is one of those things where looking at the PV, the synopsis, and everything. I think the key art may possibly be straying me. I don't know. There's there's a couple scenes in there that it looks like it's going to point in that direction, but I have a feeling this is one of those ones where nothing's grabbing me, but I feel like I'm probably going to watch quite a bit of it because I feel like this, if anything, probably might catch me off guard. Like, there's got to be a reason why they're adapting this. And this is nothing to to a lot of series, but unless there's some sort of trope in it that catches people's attention to sell it 
there shouldn't be a reason why it should be adapted. Now, the trope in this could be the Yowie, and that would probably be the reason why it would be adapted. But there might be something in there that's more creative that will surprise me that I definitely want to not miss out on. So I'll definitely check it out. But at the same time, I'm I'm going to hold my expectations because I don't know that it's going to be a show for me. But we'll see. Requiem of the Rose King. Check that out if that is interesting to you. Moving on to a show that we've been talking about to death on the podcast because it seems like news announcements for it like every couple discussionals. But in the land of Liddell, this one's finally coming out apparently. Liddell, no... Daichi Nite. This one, after being put on life support after a tragic accident, Kena Kagami's only freedom comes from the VR MMO RPG Liddell. One day, on life support, shuts, system shuts down and Kena passes away. When she wakes, she finds herself in Liddell 200 years in the future as the high elf uh, Kaina. The, with, uh, with lost skills but incredible stats. With lost skills. Lost skills. She Is lost that, like, her skills. Or, it says with lost skills, so I'm I'm wondering if that's one of those things of like, this is a skill that doesn't normally it's like it's a discontinued spell that actually is really powerful if she figures out how to make it activate. That's um, possible. That's what came to my mind. So, um, what was that show that did that where he had like a whole bunch of these random like no name skills and they did like incredible stuff? I think that was probably that one that was the the dev one actually because it was like they were super overpowered. But anyways, uh. But incredible stats, she must forge relationships with the residents of the New World, which shockingly includes the children characters she designed herself. A leisurely adventure tale is about to begin, featuring a girl transported into a game world and the smiles and tears she shares and her quirky companions. This one's being done by Maho Films, the source is a light novel. The genre's are adventure fantasy. The director working on it is Yuji Yanase who did Grace of the Gods, Smartphone, Himegoto, uh, <laughs> and, and if it's for my daughter, I would defeat even the Demon Lord or something like that. Series composition and script work by Kazuyuki Fudiyasu, who did Black Clover, Slime, uh, Monster Musume, Land of Lustrous, Journey of Elena, and Is the Order Rabbit. So definitely two solid people working on it. Um, I mean, <laughs> Yuji, very, very miss in my respect, but at the same time, has had a lot of experience with isekais. It, you could argue that they just have been given bad isekais to work on, but um, I, Grace of the Gods was really good, so that definitely has a promise. But yeah, Serious Composition, definitely a solid, solid solid writer there, so yeah, are you excited? I am definitely We excited. finally got our first real isekai in the list. I, I, I love the concept of a... Um, no, there's the second isekai. Sorry. Basically, almost effectively, a, an underdog uh, getting a second chance at life. I love this concept of her being on life support, getting a second chance. I and, and it's, like it's not Mario, very much like Mother's yeah, Rosario, the Ma- anime. Exactly. And, and and the funny thing is, is yes, I I I know that this there, there's a lot of you know this character getting hit by a truck coon and all that stuff. Our, our joke about that, but effectively, this this character technically didn't die and was playing a video game this was her only um connection to life basically is what this via uh this mmorpg was and so her um her finally passing and then 
getting basically a second chance at life, really getting a second chance at life that, that for whatever reason, it's really makes me excited about this. I just hope that that level of kind of a cool idea doesn't completely fade away into the background. Yeah. I'm hoping it's kind of like, um, I guess Mushoko Tensai-esque in the idea of how it deals with, not that I want her to be a pervert neat that goes into another world, but just that same concept of here was my previous life where I technically didn't have anything because she was on life support. Don't know how much of a life she had before she was on life support, but not having that life and then having this opportunity to build that new life in a new world, I think will be good if it, if it hits it on that in a very, you know, personal level to help her character self develop. Yeah, well, it, it, that that that's that's the thing that we would hope is is that they there's like some kind of a maybe she became cynical or something like that, something for her to grow from. Yeah, yeah, definitely interested. We'll see we'll see how it turns out. Definitely looks very gamey. I don't know if that that that's the problem is like the PV itself. It's like is this stuff from before or is this stuff after? How gamey is it when she actually is in there? Um, but we'll we'll see. The but dwarf yeah. is a is a. <laughs> It's blushing like crazy. Is the dwarf a Sundere? <laughs> I don't know. He looks so <laughs> goofy. <laughs> back at back, back at. Back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in the land of Liddale. Definitely, like I said before, we've technically been looking for this one for a long time. It doesn't look like the visuals are like high caliber, but it looks like it's it's doing a lot of action. So, despite being kind of more minimalistic, it looks good. So, yep, 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 yep. We'll see. We'll see. Moving on. Moving on. We have the Akabi's Sailor Uniform, or Akabi-chan no Serafuku. This one is Komichi Akabi, lives out in the countryside with her family. She's won entrance to the prestigious Rubai Academy Middle School for girls, and now wants to <laughs> wants only two things, to wear the school's uniform and to make a hundred friends. Why is it a hundred? Why is why is this a thing in Japan? The whole concept of making a hundred friends. Uh, yeah, this is Cloverworks. Another tile for Cloverworks that's they're doing. So this is number two of three. <laughs> uh, of course, Cloverworks done the Promise Neverland, Bunny Girl Senpai, Wonder Egg Priority, Horimiya, etc., etc. The source is a manga. The genres are slice of life. The creator is uh, the person that did the art. <laughs> it is super cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> The creator is the one that did the art for Super Cub. Didn't necessarily write the light novel, right, but they did I art know. for it. Uh, also did art for the high to the Combat Butler light novel, as well as con- did a contribution to the K-On! anthology comic. So pretty much just an artist. But this is, I guess, they're apparently their first real big manga that we're going to kind of take note of. So definitely looking forward to that aspect. But yeah, this one's, I think the weirdest one out of all the shows I think in the list, because I, when I, I seen the PV for this a long time ago and I totally thought it was just a commercial for uniforms. <laughs> I literally thought it was a trailer for uniforms because it was literally called, you know, a Kevy's sailor uniform. And it was all about how much she looks forward to wearing this uniform. I didn't actually know that it was going to be like a full on show. But knowing that it's a full-on show and it has seemingly a very simple concept has me excited. Now, granted, again, 
This is an artist that did work for Super Cub, not the writer. There is a feeling that there could be some inspiration there or that they could have worked together, you know, significantly enough that we might get a little bit of a feel of Super Cub in this. And if that's the case, I'm super excited. Like, this could be our next Super Cub. Again, not the writer, but the artist. But still, it could have that same similar feel to it. It looks, the PV looks really good. But again, Cloverworks working on three titles, and they typically make trailers look really good. So I hope that it actually holds up for the rest of the show. You excited? Um, yeah, my 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 first impressions was I I was as I was listening to Andrew do this or do the the um, blab on to say uh, the uh, synopsis and I and I'm I'm sitting here watching the PV and I'm I'm just blown away by how gorgeous this show looks and and then all all of a sudden my mind starts going through this concept of man, this is giving me some Super Cub vibes. And and I'm sitting here just, just stuck on no, how... No, she's too happy at the beginning. Yeah, I'm sitting here going, <laughs> man, this is this is like Super Cub, but for sailor uniforms? What the... All it's I'm super- hearing is, is sailor uniforms over here from Andrew. I'm watching this, and I'm like, where is the Super Cub coming from? And then I look over at it, and I see the art for Super Cub. That's why I said, it is Super Cub. Not, not that it actually is Super Cub, but that... Super Cub is involved in this, and it was like now it all kind of connects. Um, and, and that's that's the funny thing is I don't want Super Cub to cloud this, but at the same time, I'm now very excited about the idea that we could have um, another one that just works in, on on all those levels of not necessarily that it has to do anything grand and super fantastic, but that just a simple concept and. Just a simple slice of life story just being told from this perspective of somebody who's excited about sailor uniforms, which I love it. I don't care. You want your 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 sailor uniforms and you can tell me a great, great story of around a character who just loves sailor uniforms. I'm all in. I, I like that. <laughs> Some people are like, what the hell is Super Cub? <laughs> what the hell is Super Cub? Why do they keep talking about the Super Cub? Good. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. You must have missed our last 50. <laughs> you must 50. have missed a couple. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I think they're... One of the things that I... Th- my immediate thought when you were talking earlier was that this is going to be Super Cub with Hitori... With, with Bochi Des in it. Because she wants to make 100 yeah. friends. <laughs> I'm assuming that she's going to be... Now, this is the question that I have, because it doesn't necessarily say where this Robi Academy is, but it says it's a prestigious school, which typically means that it's in a probably a more uh, populated area. So my assumptions right now, based on that, based on just the key art, I'm curious if this will be one of those cases where you have a country bumpkin who goes into a decently populated area, is very excited to meet new friends, but she doesn't know, she gets a culture shock, basically. And I think that's – I'm curious if that's where the direction is going to go where she realizes that, oh, nobody really wants to be my friend like I thought they would be. Like she used to small town where everybody knows each other and now she's in a big public school. So I'll be curious if that's the direction it's going. And if that's the case, it's probably going to be pretty heartbreaking. The PV that we have just really shows when she gets her sailor uniform and then she goes to school. But it doesn't show anything after that. So we'll be curious to see I guess just how dramatic it will be. Or if it's just going to be strictly slice of life. So, 
I'm excited for it. Definitely looking forward to it. I, I, I wonder if this will be the... I Not just because we've been keep talking about it, but I'm wondering if this will end up being the Super Cup of the season in that we'll be the only one watching it and telling everybody to watch it. <laughs> like, I'm curious if it'll turn into that. We'll see, though. I could be say their uniform. Looking forward to it. Here comes Please, too. please Cloverworks, don't die. <laughs> please don't die, Cloverworks. Uh, Here comes not to. Oh, Cloverworks, don't overwork yourself. But yeah, I definitely saw the same thing. There's Natsu. There's Natsu right there. Uh, not Natsu. He's the Rust Eater Bisco. Or Sabi Kui Bisco. This one is the story is set in Japan, a Japan that is ravaged by a plague-like rust and details the journey of the strongest mushroom hunter, Bisco Akaboshi, a young doctor, Milo Neko Yanagi, and the, their search for legendary medicinal mushroom, Sabi, uh, Sabi Kui, believed to be the cure for the rust. This is being done by Studio Oz, who's literally credited for nothing, so I don't know. I couldn't find if it was a new studio based on another studio or what. But yeah. Good luck, new studio. I'm, I'm always excited to see new studios pop up. Sources of light novel. The genres are action, adventure, fantasy. The series composition and script work being done by Sadayuki Murai, who did Cowboy Bebop, Perfect Blue, Natsumi Yuzinsho, Millennium Actress. Do I need to tell you more? Knights of Zidonia, Kino's Journey. <laughs> Kind of a well-known script writer and, and serious competition writer. So, that's that's big. We'll see. So, Chris, your thoughts on not fairy tale? I don't know. It, <laughs> it, 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 in some some cases, it looks like him. In some cases, it doesn't. So Yeah, it, it, it literally just the key art looks like him, I think, in my opinion. So, we'll see. I mean, another shonen, totally... Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to check it out. Hopefully find another one that we can uh watch and enjoy. Yeah, two things. I'm actually very surprised by the PV. It looks very bombastic. Um there is a lot of CGI in there, but I think they're blending it good. So it's not bothering me too much. But I'm very surprised by what it looks like the quality they're getting um with this studio. Again, I don't know my assumption is this is probably a studio that was a branch off from another studio because I think the quality of caliber. But again, you throw enough money at something, it's going to get huge. Which definitely makes me think this is probably one of those they want this to be the next big shonen because of just how much quality they're putting into it. But um, yeah, it, it seems like it's got a, a really solid... I, I've heard of Rusty Bisco before, so... It does seem like it has a lot of like pedigree behind it. The only thing that I, I was I was on board until I seen the crab. Mm-hmm. What is the crab thing? Is that gonna be like the big boss guy? Just rides around on a crab? But no, jokes aside, like I said, just based on the PV, it looks like they're just going all out with this show. It could be possible contender for another big shonen series, so that does have me excited for it. Hopefully it has a lot of content in there that's interesting. Because, I mean, the technically the big hooking point for these long-running shonens is having that really solid overarching story that you want to know more about. Not just, you know, the underdog getting stronger and stronger and stronger and beating the big bad that rides a crab. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. T- I, I, can we... 
we we joked about the whole Natsu thing, but it's like, well, technically, can you acknowledge the fact that he eats rust? And what does Natsu do? <laughs> he eats fire. <laughs> it, it feels similar. Hopefully, hopefully, he doesn't get um. What's what's the the rust thing? Ah, oh, crap. Um, uh, you get a shot for it to prevent it from getting like lockjaw and stuff. Oh, tetanus. Tetanus. Yeah, <laughs> he's got his tetanus shots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dumb joke. Sorry. Anyways, he he is he is followed by a a, a doctor. So there you go, there you go. Hopefully, be, a solid cast too. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where where this one goes. So yeah, it's surprising. You would you would think with all these things that look very similar to fairy tale that it would be the fairy tale writer, but I don't I don't think so. I don't think there's any ties to fairy tale. Yeah, it's that's not fairy tale writer. Shinji well, I would, I would Kobu, think Ko, uh, Kob, Kubo. That's a very weird name. Either the the character art or the um, or the visuals would probably be where I would go, as far as who's the one that's doing those designs. Yeah, not uh, not fairy tale. Very interesting. Probably just inspired by it. So there you go. Rust Eater Bisco. Look forward to that if you're a big shonen person. Moving on, let's get into some mobile game adaptations. Got to get some of those in here, right? <laughs> we have Dolls Frontline. After the Third World War, nations devastated by biological warfare no longer have the ability to protect the wastelands. So, the defense of these territories is left to a private military companies like Griffin and Krieger, the, uh, whose android soldiers or tactical dolls are tasked with fighting the rogue android army of Sangvis Ferry. Now, M4A1, the indecisive but potentially capable leader of the elite anti-rain team must protect her comrades in a series of operations to try and regain the upper hand against Sangvis Ferry. Long sentence. Studio is Asahi Production, who did Peach Boy Riverside, Himegoto, Wave, and Heaven's Design Team. Source is a game, like I said before, the dramas are action, drama, sci-fi. The director working on it is Shigeru Ueda, who did Peach Boy Riverside and Geki Doll. Series composition by Hideyuki Kurata, who did Made in Abyss, Orimo, Grisaya, Kanagi, and Drifters. So, can we do this without it acknowledging that we we like the game, liked the game at at one point at any any point? Did you? Yeah, I liked the game. Oh. Uh, see, you, you you tricked me into it. <laughs> No, I uh, I liked the 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 concept of the story. I love I love the character artwork. That that is one thing that I do truly love about the that game. Um, but yeah, the, I so I am super excited about this because it it had a pretty interesting concept that going for it, and so having a a adaptation of it. Now the downside is adaptations never do justice to it. So let's hope for the best on this. There's very few adaptations of mobile games that turned out really good. <laughs> no, I, I think the only thing that bugs me is the the PV gives me like super lost child vibes with the, I guess, more darker contrast of the visuals. I, I looked into it. Nothing connects this to Lost Child. So that's just purely me gravitating towards that. But it, it looks like a very visually you know, good PV. So that gives it promise. But again, PVs are typically for advertising the show and have the best clips, but we'll see if that turns into a, a solid series. But 
Yeah, the big question mark's going to come, does it have a good story to match tons of really good character designs, which obviously are built around gotchas, or if it's just a bland mobile game adaptation. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> the nun girl randomly in the middle of a bunch of war battle war. <laughs> we'll see. Doll's Frontline, if that's interesting to you, definitely check that out. But Gun yeah. Girls. Let's move on to cute girls doing cute things. We got to have one, at least one. So I'm happy we have one. Our one is Slow Loop. When Hiori, a young girl whose deceased father taught her the joys of fishing, headed out to the sea to some alone time, she never thought that she would encounter another girl there. After a while, this girl named Koharu and her uh, and her end up fishing and cooking together and they get to know each other a bit in the meantime. During their brief time together, Koharu finds out that the reason Hiori went to the sea that day was because she was hesitant towards meeting her new stepfamily the same evening. But what a coincidence. Koharu, what a coincidence. Koharu is also meeting her new family tonight. No, it can't be coincidence. <laughs> you know where this is going. Follow these two sisters and their new life together. I knew exactly where that was going. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Studio is Connect, who did Strike the Blood, Death March, Seiyu Girl, uh, Honor at Magic High School. Uh, the source is a manga, Jamas are Slice of Life Sports. And the director is Noriaki uh, Akitaya, who did Cast on Dandelion, Active Raid, and Are You the Only One? Which, again, is our second show for that particular director. And then our series composition is by Yuka Yamada, who did uh, Miss Kobayashi Dragon Maid, Ahara Ride, Nanabiori, and Wataten. So definitely has some pedigree and cute girls type shows. So everything, I think, I think everything, you know, production wise in the background for the show is definitely positive. I think the only thing that's kind of a question mark is the studio connect, but being that it's more of a relaxing cute girl show it shouldn't have too much requirement for you know high animation or anything so it's got it going for it but yes yeah, so this, this is the one that we for a bit of time in our discussional was going how is this connected to uh what was it uh, encouragement of climb it looks like encouragement of climb based on the key art but definitely looks more just like a cute girls doing cute things thing yeah, definitely a solid uh, a solid group doing that. Uh, that 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 leads me to be a lot more excited about it. Um, I'm very I do love the concept of um, just them going out and and enjoying fishing. Hopefully, it won't. Uh, I mean, w- while Breakwater did great, I'm not not downplaying Breakwater. I it was more focused on just the mundane aspects of it. While this might hopefully will be more uh, uh, leaning on the character interactions and just them and their character growth, and which that uh, hopefully is where they go with this one. So, yeah, definitely excited about it. That's kind of where I'm leaning as well. Just kind of breaking away from just the aspect of the fishing to more, I guess, somebody losing everything and then gaining something. You gain, you lose a family member and then you gain a family member. The elements of that inclusion might be where a lot of this, um, I guess the not so, hopefully not so heavy drama, but just some drama will be kind of in there. That character growth in accepting others, which I think will be awesome. 
again, cute girls doing cute things is always a, a great thing, but then having this little element of new family might be a nice little heartwarming story. So, we'll And don't, don't get me wrong, because it's it's not like the the PV is implying that they're not going to be doing a lot of stuff involved in the actual fishing because there's, they're in a, in a F tackle shop. They, uh, they're talking about their, their actual fishing. So I, I, yeah, it looks like they're going to have a lot of that in there, but hopefully it's not the main focus. And it just as there as a consequence is what I'm hoping for. Yeah. This is the vehicle. Fishing is the vehicle. Yeah. Looks great though. Slow loop. Looking forward to that one. Our next one, our final of the three, <laughs> three Cloverworks titles. This is the Tokyo, or this is not the, it's called Tokyo 24th Ward. This one, the Far Eastern Special Administration Region, also known as the 24th Ward, is a man-made island that sits in Tokyo Bay. Shuta, Ran, and Koki were born and raised on this island. Their family backgrounds, uh, preferences, and personalities are completely different, but they are childhood friends who have always stuck together. However, one incident changes their relationship forever. A year afterward, the three friends are reunited by chance at a memorial service held for the incident. All three of their phones suddenly ring simultaneously. Their friend, who was supposed to be dead, is calling and demands they make a decision about the future. The three friends do what they believed is best to protect the 24th Ward and its inhabitants. It's an interesting, interesting setup. <laughs> Again, Cloverworks is working on it. Uh, the source is original. The director working on it is Naokatsu now Suda, who did JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1, 3 through 5, Planetarian. The writer is Vio Shimokura, who did the assistant writing for Steinsgate, along with Naotaka Hayashi. So, interesting there. And the music will be done by Survive Said the Prophet. So, that's good, too. So, yeah. This is the big question mark. Again, because we've already established that Cloverworks is doing three titles, which is a lot of work for them. They technically did pull off Wonder Egg Priority and... Promise Neverland at the same time, but yes, we did have issues with Promise Neverland, or not Promise Neverland. Uh, we had issues with Promise Neverland, but it was a writing issue, not necessarily a studio issue. The problem with Wonder Egg Priority was that they ran into production issues shortly later on, so I hope that they're doing a lot of work beforehand so they're prepared for the season, but this is the one that kind of tips the scale over for me for Cloverwork. Like, I hope you guys can handle this much stuff. I hope we don't get another Wonder Egg Priority happening. But yes, obviously the big... I think thing that is going to have a lot of people excited for this series is you have the director for Judge's Bizarre Adventure and technically the writer for Steinsgate. Again, now Taka Hayashi is, I think, typically credited for Steinsgate's writing, but Vio did help work on that. So that's another big plus for it, obviously, because Steinsgate is one of those, you know, classic, very popular series that everybody beloves. So. What is your thoughts on that kind of team put together for it? A lot of over the top crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Um I'm, the, the the artwork is just crazy. I I I it, some of the characters I love them and some of them is like I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a really interesting mix and the fact that it's an original I'm very curious. 
I I can't I can't deny how how very very much I'm really really wanting to see this and see where it goes because this this looks kind of over the top and that I I like that idea. Yeah, I I think I'm I'm intrigued by it based on the the team behind it. The PV doesn't really grab me. The character designs don't grab me at all. <laughs> So it, it's not by him saying kind of more over the top kind of character designs. It's n- it's not JoJo's. Don't don't misinterpret the fact that I'm saying director for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and that we're talking about the character designs, meaning that it's going to be JoJo's. The character designs are definitely nowhere in that same category as JoJo's. JoJo's is more kind of hyper detail, sometimes more masculine and over the top. This one's more, I would say, more plain, but they do some liberties with the hairs and stuff. I don't know. I, I'm kind of a mixed bag with the character designs themselves, but at the same time, I'm intrigued by the team behind it. The concept doesn't really have me grabbed, but definitely interested to see where this goes. I, I Like I said, I'm kind of a big fan of Cloverworks recently, as much as they have a lot of issues with scheduling and their, and their directing department, but I hope this works out for them, and it turns out to be a very unique original that definitely grabs me but we'll see we'll see definitely definitely curious for tokyo 24th ward moving on we have our next isekai here it is our next isekai chris are you excited yes <laughs> and our and our next gender swap <laughs> reincarnated as a, a, reincarnated as a pretty fantasy girl with a middle-aged guy or fantasy bishojo juniku oji-san to a dull old man and his handsome best friend were summoned to another world by a naked goddess. However, because of the goddess's mischief, uh, mischief he has turned uh, he has turned into a peerless, beautiful girl. To get back his body, he has to go on a journey with his best friend to defeat the demon king, an old man that became a beautiful girl and a handsome old man. Let the madness-filled another world journey rom-com begin. The studio is OLM Team Yoshioka, who it's not really the, the OLM, the Team Yoshioka hasn't really been credited for anything, but OLM has done a lot of Pokemon, Odd Taxi, Komisan, and Utawaramono. The source is a manga. The genres are adventure, fantasy, comedy, and the interesting thing is the Neka Goddess is <laughs> voiced by Rikajimia, so <laughs> that's a big plus for me. <laughs> so yeah. Are we seeing the return comedy we, say uh isekai? We see in the return of uh uh Kagimia. Well, she's always kind of just taking background roles and it seems like all the roles that I've seen so far this season are kind of just background roles. But yeah, I'm always always we, positive. Well, we had a, we've had a almost a a drought of her for like several seasons it seems. I yes, she's been here and there uh every once in a while, but it seems like she's been out for a while. Yeah, she's either taking background roles or just working on Gintama. (laughs) (laughs) True. I think that's pretty much it. But I I kind of assume that she's gotten to the point now where she's just more doing probably shows and stuff rather than doing anime voicing and stuff. But yeah, interesting, goofy concept. I, I, to be honest, a lot of the isekai comedies for me lately have not been working out. So I'm all for another comedy focused isekai that can pull it off i I think that's my my big takeaway is i'm hoping this turns out to be a really solid comedy 
Now I'm I'm very curious as to the element of the romance that they keep kind of referencing. I'm assuming the I mean based on the PV just now on the screen, just the element of his best friend liking his new avatar. <laughs> it's gonna be probably a lot of the comedy, but We'll see. I'm not sure why they, again why they call it a rom com. I don't think that's going to be really romance. Well, I'm I'm wondering it. Okay, I'm just throwing this out there as maybe a possibility that maybe for him to be overpowered, they have to do because I see a lot of almost um, tease teasing things like almost like they have to do this to make him more overpowered. Because he he turns around after one of these weird situations and he uh, hits a, a monster and and basically one shots it, so it's 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 one of one of those things of uh, kind of like they're they're tease they have to tease each other to get that that thing to happen. Um, then they acknowledge the fact that they they they're they're doing that with their best friend or something like that. So it's 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 one of those weird. I, I know I'm reading into a lot of this stuff, but it, it looks fun. I get that feeling as well. There there seems to be a brief moment where it looks like the goddess casts something on the guy and he suddenly becomes charmed to his friend. So, again, I, I think that's going to be a lot of the comedy. And I, I definitely look forward to that. I really do hope this is a solid concept. Again, not my fear always comes in these things of where it's like hilarious for the first episode. And then beyond that, it's just kind of falls off really quickly. So I have high hopes for it. I do hope it turns out to be really awesome. So we'll see. But yeah, looking forward to Rikajimia too as a mischievous goddess. <laughs> Hopefully she's around a lot, just constantly playing tricks on them. Definitely love the concept. Love it. Again, that is reincarnated as a pretty fantasy girl with a middle-aged guy. Moving on, moving on. We have another show that we've talked about quite a bit in our discussion. Uh, Police in a Pod, or Hakozume Koban Joshi no Gyakushu. This one, the female police officer Kawai had enough of a career she wasn't even that into and was about to hand in a registration, or hand in her resignation, I think that's what it's supposed to be. I guess it could be registration. Uh, when the unthinkable happens, she met the new female director of her station. And after spending a little time with this gorgeous role model, Kawai realizes that maybe she isn't quite done being an officer after all. Studio is Madhouse, the studio, of course, that did Death Note, One Punch Man, Death Parade, No Game, No Life, Overlord. The source is a manga, and some is our comedy slice of life. So yeah, nothing really interesting team-wise behind it, so... What do you think? I I think we talked about this quite a bit. I don't like the the art style. I don't. I, I don't, don't hate it. I I don't know. It's it, it's the the concept is interesting. I like the idea of a slice of life. Um, of basically these. It, I'm I'm assuming it says police in a pod, so it's one of those small police stations on the corner. Uh, on the corner, and basically them doing just generalized um low key um kind of police stuff which i like that concept I, and i i hope that 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 ends up being it um they're trying it almost seems like they're playing it off as more some of it seems high action but some of it just seems more lower key uh just mundane uh uh police stuff which that's what i'm hoping for so and then just the hilarity involved in that so Hopes, high hopes, 
Yes, that's my hope for it is something like You're Under Arrest or something like that. Those older uh, – there, there was a time where we got a lot of kind of police um, buddy comedy type shows. And like I said, You're, you're Under Arrest was one of them. Uh, you know, Domain and Tank Police, that kind of concept where it's just people doing – well, technically, Domain, uh, Dominion Tank Police was way more bombastic, but <laughs> just the idea of the cops going out doing typical cop stuff, and then every now and then getting stuck in some crazy bombastic thing that ends up making their chief angry because you know something got damaged and it's their fault. <laughs> so I'll be interested in that. But like I said, I, I think the only thing that kind of has me a little bit negative is I don't really like the character designs that much. But we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. It's, it's kind of up there on my radar, but we'll we'll see if it turns out to be solid something. Police in a pod. Looking forward to that. All right, Chris. I know the sport that you've been waiting for an anime to be made out of is definitely futsal, right? You remember futsal, that, that big sport that you really love? Yeah. Yeah, futsal. That one. It's getting an anime adaptation. <laughs> Anyways, the title is Futsal Boys. The franchise story is set in a world over a decade after Futsal has skyrocketed in global popularity. Doubt it. Uh, protagonist Haru Yamato. I know there's big Futsal fans that are probably like, shut up. <laughs> All two of you. Maybe one of you. Uh, protagonist Haru watches the championship of the U18 World Cup and is inspired by a Japanese player named Kokinari Tennoji. He joins the Kyo, uh, Kyo, uh, Koyo Academy High School's futsal team with the goal of becoming a player like Tenoji. There, he finds friends. Shocking. And together they face rather rivals. Shocking. Studio is Dio Media, who did, of course, Domestic Girlfriend, Aho Girl, Honda-kun, Fuka, uh, Squid Girl, and Ken Kali. This source is a multimedia project with a mobile game. Yay! Genres are sports. Writer is Shoji Yonimura, who did Pokemon, One Piece, Parasite the Maxim, and Shaman King, the new one, I think. And, uh, yeah, Stereotype Foundation's gonna make music for it, so that's good. Is this soccer? It's kind of like, it's like indoor soccer. It's it's kind of, a, I think it's a mix between, f- like, football, F-O-O-T, and soccer, or football, F-U-T. <laughs> So, like, indoor f- soccer with, like, I guess some football rules put into it. Hmm. Western football. I don't know. I I have zero expectations for this, honestly. I I think partly because it's based on a, a mobile game. And second, it's Pretty Boys. And third, I don't know. I'm not a huge. I'm not too interested in either soccer or football nor futsal. So I don't know. We'll it's see. It's got Sarah Dive Foundation. Yeah, we'll we'll enjoy, we'll definitely probably have the song in our our music podcast episode. Which, by the way, if you're just joining us and don't really listen too much to our stuff, we do a podcast on the music, the best music of the season. So we'll definitely probably have Stereo Dive Foundation in it. So there you go, futsal boys. Check that out if you're into... I, I think it most generally probably sports fans are going to enjoy it either way. So, there you go. Our next one, we have Tribe 9. Chris, try to guess who the character designer is while I do this. Haru Shirogane is a weak-minded person who is constantly bullied while Taiga, 
has uh, traveled across the sea in hopes of becoming the strongest man in the world. One night, the two meet up with Shun Kamiya, the strongest XB, or extreme baseball player, the and leader of the Minato tribe. When they meet, each of the tribes scattered throughout Neo-Tokyo are about to face a major threat. On the orders of King of Neo-Tokyo, Hotenshin, the Chiyoda tri, led by the mysterious Ojiro Otori, has started to take control of all the tribes in the country. Their evil clutches are about to reach the Minato tribe. Yeah. So did you guess? Dog and Ropa. Yep. <laughs> it's so hard to see. I know. I just wanted you to focus on that because it's hard to catch. Uh, anyways, the studio doing this is Leading Films. This is their second show for the season. Uh, Tokyo Revengers, Yamada, The Seven Witches, Acrostic Records, and Love and Lies is the stuff they've worked on in the past. The source is an original. The genres are sports. The series composition is being done by Michiko uh, Yokoti, who has ton a ton of crap. Uh, creator, of course, is Kazutaka Kodaka, who did Danganronpa and Akadama Drive. And original character design, of course, by Rui Komatsu Zaku, Zaki, sorry, who did Danganronpa and Akadama Drive as well. So, yeah. So the next original work by the Danganronpa creator, which I specifically. Really, I haven't played Danganronpa personally. I, I think I got like five lines into the 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 game. Um, I I have it bought. I just never got around to actually finishing it. Um, I can't really say finish it, start it because I only did like a couple lines. But I did give a shot to Akadama Drive, which again was by the creator and the character designer did it. Um, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. It's it's one of my top favorite of last year. I think it was actually in my top five. So I'm willing to give this one another shot. I don't can't say that I'm super excited for the concept, like some weird sport, but I don't know. We'll we'll see if it turns out to Because Akadama Drive was more dark and this one looks more fun. But the Danganronpa creator is known for doing things that look not dark and then it ends up being dark anyways. So I don't know. I'm always mixed on his artwork as well, so that's another kind of mixed bag for me. And this one, Akadama Drive, try to keep it pretty consistent with the art style, where this one looks like it's more like Danganronpa, where everybody's kind of weird and different. So that clashing of art styles that the character designer is known for doing may be a bother for me this time around, but we'll see. Well, the 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 fun thing about it is when he does something, he's he he goes all out. He yeah. just you know a character based on their look. Yeah, they all look different. It's it everything is so crazy, insane, over the top, and I love that. And I I am actually really excited about this. Um, I did drop off if I remember right. I dropped off on Akadama. Um, and when Andrew dragged me back in and I ended up finishing it, I, I ended up happy with, with its ending. So I'm, I'm going to try to not be as blah Damn. about this one, <laughs> blah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I, I did for, for the most part, I did like Daganropa. Um, and like I said, Akadama drive after I all said and done, I did like it. So I'll try to be. Uh, a little bit better about this one. So, yeah. All right. Tribe 9. Definitely definitely excited one for me. Moving on, we have Ryman's Club. 
this one is the story centers around Mikoto Shiratori, a childhood prodigy at badminton, but who never discovered from a major loss, but who never recovered. I was discovered. I'm like, somebody discovered him, uh, like maybe a, <laughs> an agent or something. But who never recovered from a major loss during high school competition. You know, sometimes those high school competitions, you fail them, and it's just, you never get over it. Those high school competitions just get you. They eat at you, and they never let you recover. Sorry. Now he works in the sales department of a sunlight beverage company playing badminton on the side. Studio is laid in film. Again, it's their second one. Uh, and Tokyo Revengers, Yamada Seven Witches, yada yada. The source is original. These genres are sports, work, and work life. Genres, the genres are sports and work life. <laughs> the script is being done by uh, Teruki Utsumi, who did script works for Sarazanmai. Obviously, most of the script work probably done by Ikuhara for that, but they did some work in there. So excited! If he let it, if he if he never recovered from it, why is he doing it on the side? He never recovered from that competition. So he he probably just doesn't like competition. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, this is the we talked about this one a bit as well on the podcast. It just kind of this whole concept of working men that play badminton on the side. I don't know if they're going to get into like I guess competitions with other businesses or if they're actually going to get into pro stuff. I don't know. Typically you have to have some sort of team that you're working with that's actually you know signed in and everything but who knows so if you i I guess i guess the question mark's gonna be and it's similar to most kind of sports animes if it's gonna be more about the characters and their work life and struggling with still keeping with competition taking it serious or not how how much is it gonna care to get into their actual work life or it's just gonna be strictly i i'm assuming it's gonna probably be strictly the sport and you're just going to have every now and then somebody mentions, yeah, I'm working with this company. And so it's very stressful. It's probably more about the badminton and probably his past. But it being original does lend itself to being completely up in the air. Curious as to if it'll be an interesting thing in that regard. I, I think I joked about before, though, we don't really have much to work with here besides the key art. And they don't look like they care to play. <laughs> they all look mad. So I don't know if this is going to be like a bunch of grumpy work people just like, all right, let's play some badminton. I got to blow off some steam because work sucked. <laughs> or if they'll actually even just be, maybe they're just going for the cool, handsome guy thing. I don't know that badminton would be a, would be a great way of blowing off steam. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Are you saying that badminton players aren't very athletic? Jeez, well, they're, Chris, they're trying, it, it looks there. like they're trying to make it intense and it's not really an intense. Super intense. <laughs> It's <laughs> super intense. What are you talking about? You can downplay a sport. You're going to get in trouble. There you go. Ryman's Rye, Club. Well, obviously, I don't know the int- the the um, intricacies of such a sport. I'm guessing it's probably Ryman Boo is the actual Japanese title. I don't know. Moving on. Another one that we've talked about quite a bit on the podcast. It's finally coming around. We have... Kuro Itsu-san's From the Monsters Development Department, uh, or Kaijin Kaihatsubu no Kuro Itsu-san. This one is Kuro Itsu-san, or Kuro Itsu, 
is an assistant researcher in the Superhuman Research and Development Department of Agatsa, a villainous or secret organization that battles with heroes who try to save the world. Kuro Itsu lives a busy life in Agatsya, caught between the absurd request of her boss, making presentations, implementing new features into superhumans, and getting results within a lot of time, budget, and spec requests, all without vacation. And this one's being done by Studio Quad, who we don't really have much on, but hopefully they do a good job of it. The genres are comedy and fantasy. The director is Hisashi Saito, who did Haganai and Sister New Devil. Series composition by Katsuhiko Takayama, who did Feature, Di- Feature Diary, uh, I'll Know a Zero, Big Order, and Sagara Reset. So, decent people working behind the scenes on this. Yeah, I think the only thing that bugs me is that the key art shows an underboob Neko girl, and I don't see that in any of the other artwork. I think that's the one that's coming out of the, the pod. Yeah, but she has, like, a regular outfit later, I think, which bugs me, because it's, like, it's false advertisement. Because, like, they know that Andrew likes that particular thing. <laughs> and then everything else shows. See, like, there, there's the irregular outfit right there. That's where uh, I, everywhere I see that outfit. But I don't ever see this outfit. So it bugs me that there's, the, the key art shows a particular trait in this Neko girl that I particularly like. And everything else shows that she doesn't wear that outfit. So it's false advertisement. I like the shorts, so. That too. That's fine. So your thoughts? I love it. Love the concept. Um, I that this one is, is. I'm super excited about it. the The idea of seeing things from the um, evil um, corporation side um, going against the. I'm guessing they're Sentai's. I hope that they toss in other heroes, but I'm I'm, I'm not so bold as to expect all of that. I just love the idea of seeing it from the evil organization side, and that seems like fun yeah i think this is probably the one that i'm setting my expectation the lowest for because typically this kind of concept starts out really good and then gets bland very quickly but like my mind immediately goes to things like you know heaven's design team um, and other shows like that where it's either by the villain's perspective of flirting off the heroes, or it is the concept of just developing things and the different goofy mechanics they put into it, which are technically probably spoofs off of real stuff. Like, I'm sure they'll probably get into a lot of villain characters from Sentai's that they created, and this is how they actually came to making that particular type. Like, here's this quirk that this... Very famous one had, but we're going to put a little spin on it so that you you kind of catch that reference, which technically for me, I'm probably going to miss most of those references, but we'll see. I don't know. I Like I said, I'm just, I'm going to set my expectations low because I have a feeling this is going to be one of those ones that's going to drop off really quickly, despite the fact that I think the concept is really great and it could be hilarious. So I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to set my expectations. Kuro Itsu-san the, from the, the Monster Development Department. Check that out if that sounds good to you. Our next one we have is Q. C-U-E. Q. <laughs> like a Q card. Uh, it's based on the idol and voice 
uh, actress training mobile game produced by Liber Entertainment and Pony Canyon. So that's the synopsis. Cool. A studio is Yumita Company and Grafinica. Uh, Yumita Company has done My Sweet Tyrant and Neo Angelic Abyss. And Grafinica has done Johnny Tyson, Hello World, and Record of Ragnarok. So there you go. Source is a game. Genres are music. The series composition was done by is being done by Tatsuhiko Urahata, who did Monster Gate, Hajime no Ippo, Cardcaptor Sakura, High Score Girl, and Hanasaki Roha. So I don't know what you did, Tatsuhiko, to deserve doing a mobile game, but please come back to <laughs> all the amazing titles you've done in the past. I don't know. Maybe they're taking a break. We don't know. So this is a weird one. It's very much a weird one. I I loved um, Say You Girls. Was it Say You Girls? Yeah. Uh, Say You Girls was really good. It was kind of this insight into the world of voice acting or voice acting actresses. So voice acting. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I even though I like that concept and getting that insight into actual voice acting is cool. I hope that it translates to this being a solid story. Again, being based off a mobile game has a really heavy stigma there that I'm hoping it doesn't just rely purely on the idea of here's these cute girls that you can roll for in the game. Now let's show you each one of them so you know when you need to roll. (laughs) And more about probably the quirks, the issues they face, all the stuff that they normally go through in order to become voice actresses. That kind of stuff I think will be more interesting in the end. So. It's got a really big cast, and I think that's my biggest thing that scares me for it. But I hope they pull it off. Technically, with shows, you do have a large cast to work with, so it doesn't. It makes perfect sense that they probably will. But we'll see. We'll see if this one pulls off what Say You Girls did and has a solid little story behind it. I I, I really do kind of hate to admit that I'm actually very curious about this game. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. How do you play this? <laughs> I'm assuming it's like one of those things where it's like a probably a manage manager sim or something. Yeah, like that. that that's why I'm actually super excited or super interested in it. The idea of an uh, kind of a you send I don't manage. You send the girls a training, and it takes like you know five hours of real real time real to world do it. time to do it, and then you have to let them recoup their energy, and then you have to buy them gifts to you know. Yeah, uh, it, I, if if it's if it's kind of the 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 because here it's kind of a an idea I I have look I have looked at, been very excited and tried a, a lot of the the um, idle type games because technically management type games should work for me, but the idle games never work uh, quite the way I uh, I would hope that they would. Um, I would be more interested in actual um, where you're actually managing the these characters and it tends to get into this weird um where they're trying to um which is not bad per se i I, i'm going into a a kind of a random tangent right now i know i i just wish it was more into the management side of it and unfortunately doesn't quite work that well so yeah i'm kind of more curious about the game than i am the show so i hope it, it, it it could be good i hope so I think after Say You Girls, I would I really do have hopes for this. Because I, I think I really do like that insight into the, the background of, of voice acting. So. For sure. 
And I think Say You Girl was the one that like brought in a whole bunch of really well-known voice actresses, which was kind of a cool thing as well. Yeah. I don't think this one's going to do that. <laughs> Q. Check that out. That's interesting to you. The reason why I say it would probably not do like Say You Girls is because it, this is tied to an actual mobile game. And to include a lot of that stuff would be like a side thing that wouldn't be allowed to technically in the actual mobile game. So it Next definitely one. looks like it has a lot of stuff in there that you can actually see the the them actually in the booth and they're actually doing a lot of that stuff. So that's that's one of the things that I'm super excited about the idea of. Yeah, trying to encompass the character and stuff. Next one we have is Fantasio Fantasio Sango or Ginso Sango Kushi Tengen Rei Shinki. This one's a story is set in an ancient uh, ancient China during the Three Kingdoms era, uh, when various powerful war- warlords began maneuvering to conquer the known realms. After it was wiped out in unforeseen circumstances, the sixth unit has been reestablished with members from diverse troubled pasts. The leader and seal practitioner Oki, the spirit purifier Shunkyo, Tekken, and the demon slayer Shori. This one's being done by Studio Geek Toys. Of course, did Plunderer, Would You Love a Pervert, uh, rewrited, and Date a Bullet. So... Rough studio. As much as I've tried to support them in the past, pretty rough studio. Genre is fantasy. This series composition being done by uh, Masashi Suzuki, who did Iska, Plunderer, Shuffle, Kiss Exis, and Seven Mortal Sins. So, some solid stuff behind that one. No PV or anything to go by, but there you go. I do know it's uh, based on a PC role-playing game that I think has had like six parts and it was been done by a Taiwanese uh, Taiwanese uh, developer, so probably explains why I've never heard of it before. But supposedly a very popular role playing game for the PC, so I might look into it at some point. Sounds interesting. Yeah, we don't really have much to go by. <laughs> yeah, besides Three Kingdoms stuff, uh, it's based on a role playing game. I don't know if it's based on the sixth iteration of that role playing game, but it's based on a role playing game, so. That has me. I, I think the idea of it being based on a role playing game, that, cause that's something I, I kind of wish would d- be done more often. Is what 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 do you usually typically get out of a, especially like JRPGs, is a lot of story. Yeah. Now, granted, the the difficulty that comes whenever they try to adapt that into an anime is that you you have to cut a lot of that fat in the middle that we typically that develops the world that JRPGs really get heavy and stuck in. So it sucks that you don't see it more often. It used to see quite a bit of it. Like, I mean, they, they used to do a lot of adaptations for tells the tell series and stuff, but you don't typically see that more now. It, typically these days, the games that get adapted are mobile games, which sucks, but yeah, a lot of it comes down to is uh, just hitting the major story beats, which is good. But it, like Andrew was saying, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the moments. nuance, yeah, a lot yeah. of the nuance and character development gets kind of lost in, to the wayside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, some more Rust. Oh, again, that was um, Fantas- Fan- Fantasia Sangle. Again, moving m- moving more into some more rusty stuff. We have Rusted Armors, so maybe the Rust Eater can come chill out with this person. Rusted Armors or Sabiro 
no armor reme. This one is oh my gosh, it's CGI. <laughs> a lot of CGI. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just seen it. I seen it from the corner of my eye. I kind of assume that based on the key art, kind of looked very. I guess uh, what would be the word? Flat looking. I don't know. Uh, not flat like two D flat, but like just no no texture and stuff. Anyways, uh, rust art. <laughs> The anime adaptation of Rusted Armors, a multimedia project, first started with a stage play and manga adaptation. The project focuses on the relationship between a gun-toting mago Ichi, who is the leader of the Saiki or Saika Iki Iki mercenary group, and the Sengoku era warlord Oda Nobunaga. Of course, we've been—it's been a while since we've had an Oda Nobunaga. It's crazy. Yeah, studio is. Uh, Kigumi, which again I don't really have anything on. It's probably just an up-and-coming CGI studio, which we talked about recently. Oh, that's probably going to be a thing eventually. <laughs> uh, again, the source is a uh, mixed-media project with stage play and manga, and the genres are action. I I'm gonna I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put an interesting bet out here. I don't think this is going to get licensed. I just have a feeling this is not going to get licensed in the West. It may, may possibly get picked up by High Dive if they're just like, whatever, this is something to put on our streaming service. I don't think this is going to get, I don't think this is going to get licensed. It doesn't look bad. Let me be honest. This is, again, like Chris mentioned, this is a full CGI anime. It doesn't look bad. Yeah, it kind of looks bad. I don't know. It, I'm mixed. I'm in the middle I, area I'm, with it. It, not, it almost I, has a it has a weirdness to it, a very a very, I guess thinness to the, the facial shapes and stuff. I don't know. I'm definitely not hot on it, but I'm not. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. And I feel like Tesla notes here. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to place where it kind of reminds me of CGI wise. I was going with Berserk, but I've only seen a couple clips of that as well. So X Arm, yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, this is probably going to be one that a lot of people are probably not going to want to bother with. We'll see, though. Rusted Armors, if the, it gets it, licensed, it'll, it'll be it'll be the it'll be the meme show of the of the season. Yep, this is why people this is why people have a stigmatism a stigma against like all CGI shows. That's the problem. Rusted Armors. Watch it'll be like an incredible story, and then I'll have to be forced to watch it. <laughs> Moving on to our last of the new shows for the season, we have probably the biggest, the one that I'm probably the most excited for, honestly. Uh, this one is the Orbital Children Extraterrestrial Boys and Girls, or Chikyugai Shonen Shoujo. This one, the anime is set in 2045, where the internet and AI are commonplace even in space and centers on a group of children stranded in space after a large-scale accident occurs in a space station. (sighs) Long sentence. By using narrow bands, social networking, and a drone that they can manipulate by smartphones and low-intelligent AI, they overcome many crises. This is, of course, the one that is by the creator and director Mitsuo Iso, who uh, who did, who created Dino Coil. Uh, Also, he worked on uh, Neo Genesis Evangelion as well as key animation for a lot of big titles. Um, But yeah, I think the big kind of grab here for me is, of course, its connection to Dino Coil. Now, here's the weird thing: when they when they talked about 
when they have the, the actual, I think they actually said it right here in this particular trailer. They, um, the way that they put it, and this is probably a translation issue. The way they put it, this is that this is in the universe of Dino Quail. And the trailer and stuff states that it takes place 15 years after Dino Quail. But based on the actual plot line for Dino Quail, which took place in 2026, it can't take place take place 15 years later because that's not 15 years. That's 19 years. So I'm thinking they're just saying that this takes place 15 years or it's created 15 years after Dino Quail was, which was, yes, 15 years ago. I still think they're insinuating that it's in the same universe or same world, just in the future, later on. Um, but I don't know if it's going to reference things that happen in Dino Coil or what. But the same creator. So I'm super excited for this. I loved Dino Coil. So I am super excited to see what this creator does with his world. And he's he has a really... The thing that I like so much about Dino Coil was that it's the type of future that I like. It's the believable future. Not too far out, not getting too crazy with technology. Just here's a little bit into the future and what we can possibly see in the future. The augmented reality concept is something that I can see being real. Like I can see, you know, kids actually playing with these cool glasses that give you augmented reality or whatever. So he's really good at making grounded future. Now that granted this is getting into space and stuff, so it might get crazy, but I have a lot of hope for this writer because of how well he does future technology. And at the same time, having heartfelt moments with characters and the developments they go through. So I love Dino Coil. So this one I'm super excited for. The only question mark I have is that it's being done by Studio Production Plus H, and I really have seen nothing. I think I've seen, I think they only have like one other thing, and I think I may have seen it on Netflix or something like that. But yeah, I'm super excited for this either way. It's going to be dropping all six episodes on Netflix on June or January 28th. So it's right around the corner. Your thoughts. Sorry. I, I need to do Denico, finish Dena Coil. So. I thought you finished that. I thought you said you finished it. I don't remember. Don't remember. I, I think that's what I end up I saying. I think we always talk time. about Yeah. Every time we always talk about that. I don't know why I'm not playing this trailer. I just seen that opening segment and just stopped. So, yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm super excited just for the creator behind it and excited to see. I I mean, even though I did have my statements about my question marks around production plus H, this is technically supposed to be a film. This is a film that will be hitting Japan theaters next year. And so it does technically have kind of a a theatrical look to it visually. So that does kind of calm my fears there. They're doing, I think two films and then they're splitting those two films into six episodes that are just dropping all onto Netflix. So yeah, one of the girls look like she's going to be an idol character. Totally going to have an idol social media, idol character. <laughs> so you got that going for it. I have always, and will always love the idea of uh, augmented reality. So I, 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 I've I, I followed a whole bunch of uh, aug augmented reality companies and it, so I can't it's it's one of those things that I do I do have a lot of interest in. I wonder if it's going to be one of those ones where it takes the characters and they are like caught up in social media and stuff like that and they're going to be isolated with this whole thing and have to kind of stop looking at their phones and work together to kind of solve an issue. I kind of have a feeling that's just based on the. 15 seconds we get from the trailer. <laughs> I'm kind of getting that feels. But anyways, yeah. 
like I said, I think this is of everything for next season. This is the one I am the most excited about. I cannot wait for it. I love this creator's work and the trailer looks fantastic. So yeah, if you guys can tell, I'm excited for the orbital children, extraterrestrial boys and girls. I think the title's stupid, but we'll go with it. <laughs> uh, Netflix, you got my attention. That's it. That's, that's all for the, the new shows. We have a ton of returning shows to go through, so don't don't think this is over yet. <laughs> uh, our first for our returning shows is obviously Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2. Are you excited, Chris? Sure. You still need to watch Part 1. Yes. <laughs> I think we were talking about one of your live streams where you were at, and then I think I'm like, yeah, I think he stopped at the end of the third, it would be third season. I stopped around he hasn't the started same. final. Yeah, I, I, I stopped around the same same time no i take that back i stopped earlier than i did in the manga the manga i got a little bit farther yeah which like i said i think i think you helped you i think you reviewed with me this the previous season but you never started the final season because i so badly wanted to talk about things that happened in the final season part one and he's not there so are you planning on actually getting caught up or are you just done? as it stands right now probably not because i am hearing a lot of I'm not going to say negative, um, just more ambivalent um, as to every, how everybody seems to be feeling about the ending of the show. So, Yeah, I, I think I'm in an area where when I was reading the manga, just to kind of finish it out because I was afraid of spoilers. Like It was completing, so I'm like, I need to finish it just so I can avoid spoilers because I know I'm going to see spoilers. So I finished the manga despite knowing that I would probably wouldn't like reading the manga. I've never liked the manga uh, just so people know or are clear, I've always liked the adaptation because the adaptation cuts a lot of the fat. The writer has a habit of speaking in circles. The writer just gets way too long-winded with its conversations, and I felt like the anime condenses it properly. So this is a one of those rare cases where I think the anime adaptation is better than the source material. And especially with the manga, it was very difficult to keep track of what the hell was happening in the later chapters so I'm excited to see it anime adapted. That way I can probably get a sense of what the hell was happening. <laughs> so the only big obvious question mark is, again, MAPPA is taking over for this final part. They, they did final season part one, and they could do final season part two. And they use a lot of CGI. Now, what studio use CGI also, especially with the Colossal Titan? So... I, I'm I'm curious if I, I I fully expect the later segments of the story is just going to be a bunch of CGI all over the place, and I'm curious how well they're going to balance that and if they'll do a proper job with it. But we'll have to wait and see. But I I do hope that they they knock it out of the park. And again, maybe you do a better job of of telling the ending part than I think the manga did. We'll see. Our next one we have for returning shows is Alpharetta from Commonplace to World's Strongest, or Alpharetta Shigokyo de Sekai Saikyo second season. I know you're excited for this one. Did you did you finish the first season? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I love. Yeah, it. that's right. Because we were laughing about the Dragon Girl, <laughs> the Dragon Girl. <laughs> Take it out. I have to transform back. Take it out. Oh, that was so wrong. Um. Yeah, this is one of those ones where I tell people don't expect a lot getting into it, but I was pleasantly surprised by this series. I hated the start. I think the start is terrible, uh, especially because of the nasty CGI monsters and stuff they had in there. 
But this is technically one of those... Uh, you can kind of call it reve- revenge Sekai's, but it's the concept of the, the main character is the outcast. And they just hate everybody. But then they get surrounded by tons of cute girls because Isekai anime. And it was getting good. Like, it, it progressively gets better and better as it goes along. Again, don't get expectations high. Don't. I'm not claiming this is a fantastic show or anything. But it was entertaining where it was going and how it was kind of building characters. So, and it's got it's got a great cast of girls around him too. So, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes from here. They technically have, they technically had the reunion, which is the big question mark that I think we had with the first yeah. season. They had a little bit of a reunion that happened. So I'm curious where it can go for. Was this the one that hinted that there was another? There was a, a hero. No, that was Damon retry, wasn't it? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, this is the one where the it was the class the cat class kicked mm-hmm. him out, and then they were they were coming together. They literally at the kicked end, him so. off the side of the bridge to kill yeah. him. <laughs> so it wasn't that they kicked him out. They literally tried to kill him, um, which is weird. But yeah, Afaretta second season excited for that. Well, some uh, of the characters were not necessarily evil. It was just a specific one or two characters. Yeah, two bully guy guys. Now. The other big, huge show that I am super, super excited about coming back is the case study of Vanitas Part 2, um, or second season if you're on my name list. For some reason, they still list it as second season, I think. But yeah, I am super, super excited for Vanitas to come back. Obviously, the big thing that grabbed me at the end of the first season was that they introduced a new character at the very end, and it was voiced by Rika Jimia, so yes excited for that there you go that i think that's going to probably be a pretty main crucial role for rikajimia for once is that she's going to be what seems like the main villainess we don't really know for sure yet but she seems like she's going to be a villainous character but yeah i i loved vanitas the first season i think it's a fantastic series and i am super excited for it to come back so i definitely highly recommend people to check that out and get caught up before the second season comes in or part two comes in so, do you think this is a show that you're going to get caught up on to, to watch probably, part two? Probably not, unless you randomly decide that there was something super amazing that I would like that I would want to watch. So, um, I just got done saying how amazing it is, and I think everybody should check it out. But, yeah, there's technically no cute girl, so <laughs> that's a big negative there. Rika Jimia's character might be a cute girl, though. We'll see, though. The case study. And it's not an isekai, so that's another thing that it has a negative going for it for Chris. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, there's a difference. I, there's a difference between me saying uh, a, a really good reason I should watch, or a really good reason I should watch. There, there's a difference. I don't. I, I give up on trying to suggest it for Chris, <laughs> unless I just for sure know he's going to love it. I don't suggest it. Pretty much. Uh, there's one that's Chris going to be excited for. How I Realist Hero rebuilt the Kingdom Part Two. Yay. Yeah, I'm super excited about this. They uh, towards the end they introduced the um, the kingdom that is holding the debt, and so we're we should be meeting that, and that should be going into some fun stuff to uh, as, as far as exchanges. So I'm 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 interested. I can't wait to see what the, what they do with all that. He paid off the debt. There's no debt. I know the people who had the debt had. You didn't say had. I did. Have I debt. did. You did not hear me. I'm going to replay this back and I'm going to hear it. I'm going to hear that. V. The. V. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. I didn't like the first season. There was some aspects in there that I did enjoy, like the conflicts that he had facing, you know, issues with trying to help every part of his kingdom, but yet failing to because he doesn't know how to deviate anything out, divvy any responsibility out, which I think is a uh, the sign of a bad leader. But <laughs> everything else was kind of meh. And a lot of the animation got really rough towards the later parts. Oh, that whole war scene was like, oof. But I do love the world building. Uh, it was funny because they had, like, every episode, they would have, like, these little, like, info dumps. Like, every episode started out with, like, this huge information dump. Like, here's how all this stuff works in this kingdom. And then it goes to the show. And they were actually really intriguing insights into the, the kingdom. the How the military set up in order to prevent, a, a, a basically, a, a tyrant king. How they divvy out the, the – how there's different magics. How they divvy out, out different types of magic. All that stuff was really interesting. It was just like all these little things within there, like them doing the the QVC infomercials was like really dumb. Um, How many food segments they had, how they dealt with everything with food segments was uh, the call out for the world's best was a huge letdown. Like there's so many cool things in the show, but at the same time, there's so many letdowns. So I might get like a couple episodes in this season just to see if it turns things around. And if it doesn't, I'll probably drop it, but. I'm probably going to drop it. <laughs> but that's how a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom uh, and made infomercials. Princess Connect Redive. Holy crap. I totally forgot this was coming. Um, Princess Connect Redive Season 2. I loved the first season so much. And I cannot wait for a second season of this. It's... I don't... Did I, I, don't, I did not look this up. I should have looked this up. But tell us, Chris, are you excited for this while I look oh, this up? Oh, heck yeah. Um... I, I loved the, the, the first season of it. Um, just freaking adorable characters. Um, they, some of the, some of the fun interactions that they have, there was a cute, uh, a few, um, character moments that I did really enjoy in there. Um, but mostly it was just cute girls doing cute things in a fantasy setting. And I loved it. Yeah. So, f- so people know this is technically based on a mobile game. Um, this is a Psy Games mobile game. And Psy Games Pictures, which is a animation studio they made specifically for Psy Games properties, is the studio that did the first season. And they did an incredible job. I mean, this Psy Games has a lot of money. And they dumped a lot of money in the first season. I hope that they retain that quality going into the second season. Uh, because they technically... It's literally like, hey, advertise our game. And basically your boss is the one that made the game. So they, they do like incredible jobs with the animation. There was so many Sakuga moments. It visually looked fantastic. The thing that I tell most people is don't look at this as a mobile game adaptation. It's going to be boring because it has the visuals to go with it. Plus the directing is by the guy that did Konosuba. And you feel Konosuba vibes when you watch the first season and it's equally, I'm hoping, going to be the case with the second season because it's the same director. It has crazy animation. The comedy is hilarious. I could not stop laughing watching the first season. It was so good. Isn't this the same? Isn't this the studio that they built for Rage of Bahamut? No, they never. They they didn't do Rage of Bahamut. They they did the they did the the side one, the side story of Rage of Bahamut, but the original one was done by Mappa, I think. That's right. That seems to be right. So they they done they did the the side not the second season of um, Rage of Bahamut they did a side one Minaria Friends yeah 
So they did Minaria, Friends, Princess Connect, Redive, and also Blade Runner. Blackout 2022. They did some incredible stuff. Like I said, I think that's because they throw a bunch of budget at it, but it's got the Konosuba vibes. They had, they even had Aqua Face at some point with the cat girl. I love the cat girl. She's so great. I forget what her name is. Kiara or something like that. Um, all the characters are so good. It's just a good cast of characters. And the main character was a dork. Like, he couldn't even talk. If you even call him the main character, he's just like this random dude that gets dropped in. And this Kokoro girl thinks that he's like this this thing that God sent her. And so she's trying to take care of this this holy thing. He can't even talk. And, and the, what he does talk, it's like usually like this very brief word or something like that. Uh, it was great. I Kokoro. Kokoro. <laughs> yeah, Kokoro is adorable. Uh, Car- uh, Carol was best girl i think i mean obviously cat girl best girl yeah erika was weird like she was the yandere character <laughs> and i i typically don't like yandere characters but they pulled her off so well like she had this ring that she wanted to give him that like if you put the ring on it's like it connects you forever um yeah this is like a case where you throw like a bunch of gotcha characters at the screen and they're all fantastic the there was wasn't there the group of lolly girls adventurers yep. that they were helping at some point uh, the they were fantastic, yeah. yeah. So many good characters. It's such a great show. Definitely. De- yeah, there was the one that was the magical girl that was like a... Was she like an ox or something like that? And she transformed into a cute girl? Yes. Um, yeah, Lima. Was, it was a it was a, a, llama. a llama, yeah. yeah. Alpaca or whatever. Yeah, llama. So, yeah, such a good show. Please go watch it. it. It's so hilarious. So Konosuba. So good. Anyways, gushing about Princess Connect Redive. Next one that is there's so many good shows coming back next season. Was this uh, the one that was supposed to be the ending? I think the movie is supposed to be the ending. I don't know. They're doing a movie and a season three, but yeah. TZ Master Takagi-san is coming back. I cannot wait for it. Oh, uh, yeah. Third season. Like I said, they're, they're doing a third season, which is going to be now. And I'm not sure when they're doing the movie. I know they said the movie's going to be in 2022, but, um, yeah, I am kind of feeling, I'm wondering if this is the point where you're going to get that point where he starts realizing, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he continues to do push-ups. But yeah, the whole concept, for those that don't know, is is essentially this girl loves teasing this guy that you obviously know that she likes. And he constantly thinks that she is doing it maliciously. And so he, like, constantly, like I mentioned before, he, every night he goes home and does push-ups for every time that she tease them it's it's super cute it's so it, it's puppy love it is it is puppy love at its best and it's incredible every there's so many smiles and laughs this series and i cannot wait for more it's such a good show it, it is honestly i i mean it by far i have so much love for this show it's hard not to um overplay it um it's I've enjoyed its its. I don't want to say slow nature, but it is kind of a more chill um, aspect of just enjoying these two and their banter back and forth. I can't. I I I'm, I was just thinking about the idea of if this show, like Andrew was mentioning, that that there might be a movie that they they end up finishing the show. I actually. It actually kind of almost hurts in a way to see the show go. I I want to see the the natural ending of where this show will go because we know that these these two will eventually get together. 
but it's one of those things that it's like, I, I want to see that. And at the same time, I would hate to see the show go. It is such a fantastic story and I love them to death. You know what I'm not seeing in the trailer? And it's something that you did not like. I don't see the other girls. <laughs> they were in there. In the trailer? Yeah. Really? They were they were walking away from the screen at one point. Oh, so that's their own that hopefully that's their only cameo and then you could be happy about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris like got really bad about the other girls. I I I didn't care for much of them either. I mean, I did like uh, Mono. I think she was the other girl that had somebody that she got with. Um, I don't know. I, I think I kind of grew on them, but I don't remember. I, I, I do seem to have a remember having a slight distaste for them. Yeah. It, I mean, the obvious issue is that the two main characters, Takagi and uh, Nishikata, are just absolutely fantastic. So every time they get pulled away from the screen, it kind of upsets you. Like, no matter what yeah. is provided, you're like, get back to Nishikata and, and, <laughs> and uh, Takagi. So, yeah, it, it's teasing girl done perfect. So I, it, it, I struggle with the idea of going, okay, if you like, you know, Miss Ueno, not Miss Ueno, well, technically Miss Ueno as well, but <laughs> if you like these other teasing girls like uh, Nagatoro and stuff, go check out this. But this is a different type. This is, again, like I said, puppy love. And it's it's strictly that it's not it's not etchy it's not going for you know pervy waifu stuff this is puppy love and it's just so adorable so yeah anyways we're just basically doing a mini review of the series so let's move on <laughs> oh yay Chris are you excited we have more irregular at Magic High we have the regular at Magic High School reminiscence arc or Mahoka Kyo Kyo no Raitetsu. Sui Oku Hen. The synopsis says, looking at Miyuki and Tatsuya now, it might be hard to imagine them as anything but loving siblings. That's that's being very light there. But it wasn't always that way. Three years ago, Miyuki was always uncomfortable around her older brother. The rest of the family treated him no better than a lowly servant, even though he was a the perfect guardian watching over Miyuki while she lived a normal uh, middle school life. But what really bothered her was that he will never show any emotions or thoughts of his own. However, when danger comes calling for a fateful trip to Okinawa, their relationship as brother and sister will never, will change forever. Yeah. She'll become obsessed with him. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that's where it started. They did something. Yeah. It's based on a light novel for again, the regular magic high. I wonder who uh, I'm, I'm. Is this written by the original writer? I think so because I think I heard about this when we were watching the original series that people were talking about wanting to have this adapted or something like that. Because I know that my biggest my biggest issue I've always had with the series is I really don't like Miyuki because she's just it, it's that getting too far into the realm of obsessive to the point where it's just her entire character. And it, it kind of bogs, bugs me in the idea of a character being that obsessed. Um, but yeah, it's based on the original light novel. It's just covering that specific arc. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably check it out. Um, hopefully it's got a solid story there to really kind of explain things. But yeah, technically I'm invested in the series at this point. I might as well. <laughs> I rewatched the original series just to watch the new series. Uh, I didn't watch the spinoff, but that's a spinoff manga based on it. So Hey, I personally like the <laughs> Miyuki, so the spinoff worked great for me. 
Next one we have is Sayuki Reload Zero In. This is going to be an adaptation of the Even a Worm story arc for Sayuki Reload. This is a show that, or a series that just never seems to go away. So I'm, I'm assuming there's a huge fandom for Sayuki Reload. So I have nothing on this. So there you go. For our shorts, we have two shorts. Uh, the first one is Iro Dori Midori. I have no synopsis or anything, but it's by Studio Akatsuki. I have no information about Studio Akatsuki. Uh, it's a multimedia project, and the genres are music. So I guess be excited for that. I, I, I don't have anything for it. The characters look cute. So there you go. I couldn't even find out if it was a a um, mixed media project as a mobile game or if it's a mixed media project for maybe music or something. Or maybe it's a, a band. K-On group. Well, yeah, yeah, technically they're they're a band and they're in school, so that just makes sense that's K-On. Well, K-On light music. Right. So there you go. Yeah, it's like they're doing music and stuff. They're on Apple Music. So there you go. Band and anime, I guess. All right, and our second of the shorts is the Kodama's Lazy Life. This is so funny because this is the tr- this is the title. The English title is the Kodama's Lazy Life. The Japanese title is Atasha Kawajiri Kodama da Yo Dangerous Life Hacker no Tadareta Seikatsu. That definitely translates to the Kodama's <laughs> the Kodama's Lazy Life. Uh, there's something in there about being a, a life hacker, so they're probably like hacking to make things easier, like life hacks. Anyways, the story depicts the lazy, unhealthy daily life of Kawajiri, who loves alcohol and anything greasy, salty, and sweet. Being done by Studio Lap and Tracks, sources of web manga, and the genres are comedy. So, I don't know, I, I guess Umaro-chan, uh, maybe this is Umaro-chan as an adult. I guess is what they're going for. Maybe. Don't know. Growing up in the slightest clue. Growing up. Go down. Uh, I wonder if there's like a, a full translation of that. Like I said, it's obviously has life hack in there. So I'm sure that's part of the title. Then I'm going to translate yeah, it there. It does look like I, it's got the shell there too. I was getting ready to say it looks almost like a kappa. That's true with the head. I've seen the thing on the head. That makes sense. I don't know. I, I, I doubt it's going to get licensed. It looks very low quality, so I'm assuming it's just going to be uh, something that we'll never see over the West. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's it for all the shows. We have, we do have some continuing shows from summer, from summer, from fall, <laughs> which include Platinum Inn, which will go 24 episodes. Ranking of Kings, thank goodness, will go for 23 episodes. Uh, Yasuhime is still going for 24 episodes. Uh, Lupin Third Part 6 is going for 25 episodes. Uh, Amaim Warrior at the Borderline will go for 25. Demon Slayer is now starting its uh, Entertainment District arc. We're in two episodes into it. It's going to go for 11 episodes for that particular arc. God, I got to get caught up on that show. And you have two full episodes to get caught up on. Why is that bother to you? You watched the movie, didn't you? Yeah. So yeah, you only have two episodes to watch. <laughs> well, technically three if you didn't watch that first episode, which was prequel for the movie. Anyways. Uh, and also Ancient Girls Frames is going for 24 episodes. So there you go. And yeah, that leaves us with just kind of ONAs, movies, and OVAs that are around the corner, which I think the biggest ones that obviously most people are going to be excited for 
is Fruits Basket's Prelude. They're going to have that airing in Japan, or at least in theaters, on February 18th. And we also, and I'm not sure if we had any kind of, I'm sure Funimation will probably pick it up and do theatrical release of it, but hopefully they'll do streaming as well. And obviously the other big, huge one for us and many other people is Mushoku Tensai Jawa's Reincarnation, technically 16.5, <laughs> which essentially is a side story um, of what happens with Eris during episode 16, when we're basically following um, Rudy in that particular episode. The Goblin Sting, which I think is supposed to be releasing on the Blu-ray on March 16th in Japan. So hopefully, again, hopefully Funimation will pick up on that quickly and just you know let us stream it over here. Um, or maybe they're holding out for that before they do a Blu-ray release. I don't know. <laughs> I know we haven't had like I had zero information on a Blu-ray for that series. So yeah, they're apparently doing another. Uh, Girl on the Other Side. So that's interesting. Another OVA for that, which Wish Studio does. Apparently a unaired Blu-ray release for... Or unaired episode for Miss Kobayashi Dragon Maid S. That's releasing with the manga, apparently. So, Or, yeah, volume... Volume 5? Volume S. I don't know. A manga or something. So, yeah. There you go. That is the winter 2022 season. Exciting stuff. I, I think a big portion for me is definitely getting that, the, a lot of those returning shows, which I'm super excited for. So, Chris, while Andrew, like he typically does after the fact, <laughs> puts together his list of most exciting new shows. We don't do sequel shows because obviously if we did, like what are our most excited for shows and we included returning shows, most of it's going to end up being returning shows. So, With that said, what is what is your Well, I was going to uh, go over the main list a, a second time while you were sc- scanning through everything, but... Oh. <laughs> um, I have down World's End Harem. Dress Up Darling is easily my most anticipated. I really, really, really want to watch that show. Land of Liddell, Acubi... Um, Akabi's uh, sailor uniform and uh, muster dev department. I, I, I definitely want to see that one as well. Man, I scrolled through and I only managed to put three on my list. Of course, I did kind of skip a couple that I was kind of looking at. Um, see, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm so mixed on Tribe 9. Like I, I, like I said, I loved Akadama Drive, but I'm getting that... Dong and Ropa vibes back with the character designs, and I'm not sure. I, I know that's going to be a sticking point for me because when it, when that artist gets too heavy on his wacky out of the norm type of art style, it, it bugs me. So that's going to be a big question mark for me. Hmm, what's going to get my last? What's going to get my last slot? I almost want to do reincarnate as a pretty fantasy girl, but like I said, I'm I'm really not sure about if that's going to be able to hold my attention for the entire thing. Yeah, I guess I didn't miss that many. So, yeah. Because my last one is near the bottom of the list. I'm stuck between Reincarnated as a Fantasy, a Pretty Girl, Rusty or Bisco. I, I almost want to say Rusty or Bisco because it looks like it's the... Is that the one that was like... Yeah, that was the crazy animation one. I'm I'm really curious that that's going to be a, the next big shonen. Yeah, I, I would I would be... If, if anything, um, I would be flopping back and forth between the uh 
reincarnated as a pretty girl or Land of Dale. Both of those are about the same for me. I do like a lot of the the more um the more slice of life like the police in the pod, the um the slow loop. Those ones are are kind of I I'm I'm wanting to to get into those really bad as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm like I the three the top three that I have are like solidified. Like I'm definitely the most excited for those. It's those those last two. I'm not sure what I want to fit in there. But yeah, dress up uh, my dress up darling is definitely a big um, excitement for me. Akibi's sailor uniform. Like I said, I think I just I have so much super cub vibes that I'm really excited for that one. I think that's probably going to be the the sleeper hit of the season if it does do some really good stuff. And the Orbital Children, I think, is going to probably my my. I'm already expecting Orbital Children might be my favorite of the season already as it stands now. Um, so I guess I'll I, I'm I guess I'm going to do Tribe Nine. Like I said, I really loved Akadama uh, Drive, so I'm hoping the Dunganropa Rider has another solid series in there. Uh, again, it's more sports related, so that might be a negative for me. But my last one, I'm stuck between Love of Kill and Reincarnate as a Pretty Fantasy Girl. I might just do Love of Kill. Because like I said, I, I think Reincarnate as a Pretty Fantasy uh, Fantasy Girl is going to be probably really hilarious. But I just have... I want to set my expectations that I might end up dropping off on it like I usually do with those. It's like, will it be will it be uh, Fruit of Evolution? Or it completely... Well, Fruit of Evolution didn't really start out great either, so... One of those great comedies that starts out really great with first episode and then falls off, or will it be a Konosuba, where it's a comedy set guy that just keeps hitting? We'll see. Yeah, we'll do Love a Kill for. Nah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the crazy thing. I'm gonna put reincarnated as a pretty girl. So yeah, my dress up, my dress up darling, Akibi's sailor uniform, the orbital children, tribe nine, and reincarnated as a pretty fantasy girl. I had this scary thought that Andrew just killed that show for me. What? You, you're, 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 you've chosen that one, so therefore it's going to not be funny. Just to make Andrew answer. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Place in the pod, I'm still excited for. Um, Tokyo 24th Ward, I'm interested in. Slow Loop, obviously. A slow Loop, I think, might end up being the sugar store of the season if Akibi's Sailor Uniform doesn't... If, if, if Akibi's, Akibi's Sailor Uniform turns, like, super heavy drama, then Slow Loop will be my sugar show of the season if not i'll have two sugar shows of the season but i, think I can Lana, have plenty i'm of curious of lana linda i want i'm curious if no the 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 trailer for lana liddell was pretty heavy action i was curious more, if that would be more, more comedy than anything i don't know it looked i guess yeah mixture of comedy but i was kind of curious if it's end up being one of those things where it's like the yashike type but i don't think yeah i don't think i don't think it be. looks yashike it looks very loud very comedy and action and that's what what i'm kind of hoping for and uh i i really do want them to hit on that um on the on the things that we were talking about but um i i really just want it to be something of a coming out of out of a, a bad situation and then slowly grow with that comedy involved yeah accepting life for what it is you know i think for the returning it's definitely takagi-san princess connect see this is this is why we say we don't do returning shows <laughs> Mm-hmm. Takagi-san, Princess Connect Redive, Vanitas. I guess the rest aren't really in there, but that's at least three that are going to be completely just swamping my brain. I'm re- like I said, I'm really excited to see where Alpharetta goes. 
it's an exciting season, no matter how you look at it. There's, there's plenty of stuff that I am definitely excited about. Well, that's the thing is being excited for something before it even, obviously every season we're excited about what's coming around the corner, but one that you kind of really do know what your expectations are for quite a bit of it. So that's obviously a, a nice plus for it. So yeah, definitely excited for it. Hope you guys enjoyed this uh, run through of the winter 2022 season. I, I think I gave a shout out this season, but I think a lot of people are like, uh, I, I'm not even keeping track of what's coming around the corner. <laughs> like, like so many people aren't really keeping a track of what's coming around the corner for the next season, which I guess is technically what we do here. Um, we did get one reply, which says, um, John, the black wolf said that he's looking forward to the most, my dress up, darling, police in a pod, Sasaki and Miano, a Kevin sailor uniform and rust eater Bisco, as well as sequels, Alpharetta season two, Vanitas. Thank you. Flying Test Season 2, Attack on Season Final, Part 2, obviously, is a must-watch. And most likely will give every new isekai a try. So Somebody of good like taste. Because it, I mean, isekai. yeah. <laughs> what do we end up coming out with at the end? Because it usually changes when I read the synopsis that it's not an isekai. We have one, two, three, three isekais. Only three new isekais. We have Afretta coming back, which was another, and then How Real is Hero. But technically, yeah, so only three new ones, five total if you include the returning. That's not that big. That's not that That's not that huge of a Sekai season. So, yeah, all the not naming names complained about Isekais is not that many. <laughs> Out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 36 shows, it's not that bad. No. Yeah. Anyways. I hope you guys enjoyed yeah, this. It's, it's, the, the problem is, is you just don't understand how many true isekais there is. We 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 yeah, dropped off like we dropped world off end. like three of them. So yeah. technically, world in harem is an isekai. Obviously, uh, genius prince's guide to the nation is going to be an isekai in the end. The, the I'm betting you most people will see the strongest sage of the weakest crest as an isekai, mm-hmm. even though it's not because they won't even watch it to find out if it is. I'm sure they think Orient's an isekai as well. Um, what else can we? A rust eater bisco is obviously an isekai. You you just have to for you know ham fistedly shove it in there so that you <laughs> somebody has magic isekai. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, Koritsu's monster development department's obviously an isekai as yes, well because she's sure. gonna isekai in monsters. Um, but they, again, they won't watch it to find out if it's an isekai or not. Fantasio Sango is definitely isekai. Yeah, so we're uh, yeah, and, and then uh, orbital children. On, they are Titan. they are an isekai. They Exa- were from from the world, and then they went into outer space. They are technically isekai. Mm-hmm. Attack on Titan is <laughs> definitely an isekai. I like that one scene in teasing Master Takagi-san when when they did isekai too. <laughs> that was an interesting one too. Psyche reloads definitely isekai. Uh, and yeah, d- definitely the the lazy life of Kadama is. Isekai. It's a. It's a putting as um, much stuff into it, it, the the inner belly of another world as possible. Yasuhime is technically based on a, a isekai type show, so there you go. I'm stretching here. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this run through of this season, and uh, definitely let us know in the comments down below and for our YouTube channel if you're watching us there what you're most excited for, or just send us some comments. You can email the contact us button at talkaspirit.com. Let Ask us, know us questions. We need yeah. more. Test our contact system over there. We get a lot of spam, <laughs> so I think something's broken. But yeah. Thank you, everybody, for watching, listening and watching, whatever you're doing. And y'all take care. Os.
もう準備は終わってる君赤城蘭君とまだ交流あるかいねえよ子供は黙っていなさいいえそうもいきませんハブセツ族確認しました弱気を助けるのが俺のアートだあんなもんどっちも最悪の結果じゃねえかの未来へ変えてやる